What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast episode 192. Lovely Sunday morning here. It's been one hell of a week for a couple games specifically, which we're obviously going to talk about today extensively. So I am your host, as always, Ainsley Bowden. You know me as Porsche Power. And to my right, my partner in crime, the man in the tie, McClunky. McClunky. That's my name. <laughs> my first and last name. If you want to know how I'm doing this week, uh, aside from, you know, playing a ton of Destiny, last night I had a dream that I was a completely different person. My name was Jake, and I was super cool and had lots of friends and no neuroses. So uh, if you're, if you're uh, you know, I'm not a psychologist, but uh, I, I wonder what that means about me. Um, so that's what's going on with me. Hogue, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We great. got the sun out here in Michigan. So it's one of those nine days, is it? Exactly. The winter (laughs) is almost over, he says, before an undoubtedly big blizzard comes next week or what have you. Uh, But no, it's a very pretty day. I've had a good weekend playing some fun games, both with and without my family, uh, depending on the game being played. Uh, And uh, yeah, I have no complaints at all. Very, very good day. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to chatting some games. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, uh, Right off the top, guys, you can see uh, chat. Good morning to everyone out there. Uh, Dan is not with us today. He had some uh, personal things come up this morning. Um, so just wish him well. Um, other than that, it's just going to be a, a three-person show today. And as I said, we're going to be talking a lot of Elden Ring. We're going to be talking a lot of Destiny Witch Queen. You've got kind of an expert in each here for you, which is... And me. <laughs> uh, but before we get start getting to those topics, uh, a couple quick things. Um we are like 80 subs away from 10K. Uh, I know last week we said we were 250, 300. We were, we were closing in on it, but we're at like 99, 20 or something as of this moment right now. So uh, please share it out. You know, it's going to be a nice little accomplishment for Season Gaming to hit 10K. Um, and thank it. Thank you, as always, to anyone out there who uh, subs to us and checks us out. Um, I have an on-the-spot question for you today, guys. Ooh. And the funny thing is, I didn't write it in the notes. Now I forget what it was. Oh, I know what it was. Really on the spot. <laughs> all right. For all of us. For you. When's the last, or what is the last game, single player game, by the way, when is the last single player game you played that completely took over your life? Like when you weren't playing it, the only thing running through your mind could be, was playing that game. I could do this one. Yeah. So this isn't my usual course, right? I like to play a bunch of games at once. I'm currently playing Horizon and Cyberpunk and Elden Ring simultaneously. That's just how I, I operate. But Those are three huge games to be played at the same yeah, time. Yeah, well, and they're different enough that sure. it, they, they work. I don't like it when they overlap. Sure. Um, so I, I'm playing those three games. And the last time I just, that was the only thing I was going to do. I was going to go through it 12 hours a day, et cetera, uh, was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, that's, that's oh. the obvious answer to me. Uh, now that's that's a mere thirty hours compared to what we're talking about with some of these other games, right. uh, but that's definitely the last time where it was straight through. I finished it, came out. I don't it came out on a Friday and I finished it on a Monday, something like that. Um, and that's that's rare for me. Uh, I usually I'll be playing Horizon and Cyberpunk and Elden Ring until uh, we hit episode two hundred at least. I would guess <laughs> probably. Okay, where you at, Travis? You know, I was thinking about it since. This is a weird answer, but I think I do that for every game. 
I, I, no I, I don't know cheating. No, no. I like, I, I was thinking about it. I was like, what, like your description of like, you're obsessing about it where all you can think about is like finishing it and getting through it. And I was like, that's kind of how I treat all video games. Like once I start, I'm like, all right, I just need to, I need to like focus on this game and like get all the way through it. And like, just, I kind of, even when let, not reviewing it. I don't know. I've always let, well, you're not when reviewing. Oh, you are reviewing I've, Destiny, right? So. Yeah, I am reviewing Destiny. So it's like, <laughs> it, yeah, you know what? That's that is true because I started Elden Ring uh, last night. Now that I'm finally, you know, uh, like a hundred hours into Destiny Two, or however long, long I've put into it, um, and uh, and I, I'm kind of already in that mode where I'm just like, oh yeah. I'm going to explore everything in this first area. I'm never going to that castle. I'm never going to go do that first. You're right never leaving do, it. I'll tell you that. What's that? <laughs> I said, you're never leaving it. It yeah. just keeps going. There are, there are the, the first area, right? And we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. The first yeah. area, you want to explore the first area of Elden Ring extensively, like 15, 20 yeah. plus hours before you go to the castle. That's, that's what I assumed just because I've played so many video games, I can kind of sense it. And I was just like, yeah. Oh, he was like, Oh, go to that castle. I was like, I'm gonna go the exact opposite direction uh, of that of castle, course. bro. I'm gonna go run the other way. I'm gonna go fight some big pumpkin head. It's gonna be great. So <laughs> I'm chilling, man. It's been I great. got that helmet from my sorcerer of all people. So I'm running around with this giant pumpkin head. It's great. Noise. I had a cat head for much of my run early on. I've seen Sorry. spirits with that running around. I haven't gotten that one. So the cat head? Well, we could talk about why some of my early impressions are, are a little bit worse than some other people. And part of sure. that is that Cathead Dungeon. We'll, we could talk about it. Okay. All right. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Cathead Dungeon. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm telling this you. A weird, a weird game. Phone. Weird game. It is, but it's awesome. All right. So let's uh, let's get to what we're currently playing. Obviously, we're, sell we're saving Elden Ring for kind of our main topic discussion today. Sure. There's a few different points we want to hit on with it. But what and all I, that's all I've played. So I've got nothing to talk about personally for <laughs> currently playing. So why don't you, you save guys it all up for the main segment? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, Rick, I'll start with you because you sure. said you were playing some games with family. You playing playing some games solo. What you been up to, man? Yeah. So, I mean, I say it's cyberpunk, which I've been playing uh, from time to time. We talked about it last episode. I really felt like it released this month, honestly. Right. Uh, couldn't play it in the earlier iterations. Uh, but I am just uh, absolutely in love with Horizon Forbidden West. Um, nice. It changes the it changes everything I didn't like about Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, and so that's what I pop into most with my girls. Uh, so I have two daughters. They tend to like um, a little bit more narrative drive than Elden Ring. I am playing Elden Ring with my oldest who is absolutely fantastic. She helps me progress much faster than I otherwise could because <laughs> I, I miss things. She's like, well, why are you fighting this? Why don't you go through that door and then you can hit him from up there? What are you doing? I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, um, but I'm playing a lot of Horizon. Uh, I'm playing Cyberpunk. That one really can't have family around or within earshot. Uh, so I'm we have to be a little bit more careful. Uh, but I'm also playing, uh, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, maybe I did, uh, a new Voice of Cards dropped. Um, Square Enix has this kind of experimental, pretty straightforward, streamlined RPG series, apparently, called hmm. Voice of Cards. It had a release last year called The Dragon Roars. Everything is made up of cards. Uh, it has a narrator, so he does all the voices. It's like uh, getting read a uh, fairy tale or uh, like a having deck a deck building master. game. I'm sorry? It's a deck building game, like a card game? It's not. So, interestingly, not really. It's just that the world is made up of cards. You, you get into an area, they flip over, you see more of them. Uh, and then a narrator comes on and, and talks to you th through the, the storyline. So it's much more like 
Hmm. An old school Square Enix RPG, very simplified kind of Dragon Quest, but you go into the menus, they're made up of cards. All the characters are represented by cards. Uh, you get skills, they're cards. You're not really deck building. You get more skills than you can have on your menu. So you're picking the five that you want, uh, but there's no randomization. It's nothing like that. It's really just more of a, a simple streamlined classic RPG, but they, they released the Dragon Roars. And I, I think these are both $30. Really like that one. I like What is it on? It's on everything, I think. It's definitely on PC, PlayStation. I've never heard that. of this game. Yeah, me Which, neither. Crazy I want to play it now. Yeah. All right, so there's there's two Square Enix kind of experimental games that released last year that I really liked. One is um, Dungeon Encounters, and the oh. other is uh, Voice of Cards, which is Yoko Taro. Um, so it, it has the near music kind of uh, motif, oh. and he's experimenting with these various things. So he releases the Dragon Roars, and I really like that, $30. And then out of nowhere... He releases another voice of cards, the Forsaken Maiden, um, two weeks ago, maybe. Like, I had no idea this was coming. And one thing that's clear that I really like about that is it seems like Square Enix has these experimental games, not just to, um, you know, let their developers, like, do weird things, but also because you can crank those out. Like, you can see how voice of cards can have a, a faster release cycle. And at least for me, that's pretty cool. So I got that at the same time when this came out. It's called the Forsaken Maiden. Uh, you are exploring a chain of islands um, and trying to figure out uh, why your island is fated to die uh, because your maiden never showed up. Um, <laughs> and so you start going into the hearts and mindscapes. There's some Yoko Taro elements in there of, of the various maidens and curing their heart scars, um, but all in the world of cards and with a narration um, from one person. So you see, it's got one voice actor. It's got cards that are all uh, used again and again and again. If it's a mountain card, it's a mountain card. So it's establishing the world in a very simple process, but it's a very nice chill game, right? If you're frustrated with Elden Ring or you can't get that tail or claw that you need from Horizon, you say, you know what? I'm going to back off. I'm going to play an hour. It's going to give you some nice music. It's got like the, the same kind of orchestral scores like Nier. Uh, and it's not going to, it's not going to push me too hard. You got some strategy, but mostly it's set on the easier side of things. Uh, and sometimes that's what you want. So I've been enjoying that game as well. Um, quite a lot, actually. I think I'm seven or eight hours in. Hmm. Wow. I have never heard of that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I just this is why I bring the table. It... We really weird <laughs> RPGs. I just cool, looked though. it up. It looks cool. It is on everything except Xbox, which I guess is Oh, is that right? I probably haven't Yeah, I guess it, that's yeah. the Square Enix way. Everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Except for Tomb Raider. Yeah. <laughs> so travis do you want to talk about you want to get into witch queen now or you want to save that for a little later what, what are your what is your preference sir we can just talk about it now because i i feel like i'm just oh. going to be talking at you i don't know I, I i don't think it really sets itself up for a discussion but uh, i'm interested i was a big yeah. destiny player i mean i'm not big like you guys uh but, or, or, yeah. or like travis big, and big destiny player it's so funny like destiny is the only game you can have two thousand hours in and people will be like you're a casual yeah. player and be like oh yeah yeah me too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, am. I have hundreds of hours in destiny but i don't feel qualified yeah, to, to have an in-depth destiny conversation so yeah i'm skipping this one so i hear good things what's it like travis yeah, yeah it is good um so i'm my review in progress went live on friday um my score isn't going to come until uh next week because the raid comes out on march 5th saturday and i've got to play that and beat it and then usually once the raid is beaten then the world changes in destiny and so there, there will probably be end game content that pops up once the raids uh, been conquered um so yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a long kind of trek to the review uh but 
I've got probably at least a hundred hours into it. I mean, gosh, I played review in progress. A hundred. Yeah. Hours. Review in progress. A hundred <laughs> hours. That's it. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I, I, pro I must, I must have close to a hundred hours in it just because I've been playing pretty much every minute since it, uh, it dropped, but, um, it's fantastic, man. I mean, it, it, it's the best destiny's ever been. They, they, uh, finally got over whatever, uh, you know, growing pains they were going through with the, with the indie acquisition and ironically, right, right. As they get acquired by a, a large company <laughs> and, uh, which I'm still upset about, uh, nobody agrees with me. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the, the main kind of headline for me is that they finally told an, an actively good story in destiny, which blows my mind. Uh, because, because, you know, up and up until now, the story has always kind of been off to the side, not really the reason you play destiny and they've, they've had okay stories before, you know, like forsaken, the taking, yeah, I like forsaken. King. Yeah. Forsaken, forsaken is a competent story, but it, it, but all the times that they do well, it's just like a revenge quest with really not a lot to it. Right. Where you just kind of like take down the, the generals and then you fight the final boss. We're grading like, cool. it on the don't have time to explain curve. Yes. So that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what makes forsaken pop. <laughs> yeah. There, there is, there is a destiny uh, grading curve when it comes to narrative. And it's kind of just because you, you kind of accept certain facts about destiny that like it's crazy fantasy and that it doesn't really need to make sense. Um, that, you know, the witch queen completely turns that on its head. It's like actively a good story. Like, even if I was just playing just to, just to hear the campaign, like it, the game's worth the price. Just if you were only going to play the campaign and stop. So, so how, that's what I was going to ask you. It's like, so if I, I want to jump in just to play the campaign, right? Yeah. How long is the self-contained campaign? So there's two versions of the campaign, which I think is one of the main reasons that you're not hearing a lot of people complain about the campaign, because in the past, the hardcore fans have just steamrolled through the campaign and been like, sure. eh, it was okay. I'm, I'm done with it now. Now I'm moving on to the end game content. And then you've had the casual fans just play the campaign and then, and then be done with it once they eventually got through it. Um, this game has two versions. One that's sort of your gen generic destiny campaign where you can just like blow through it. You can play it solo or with friends and you probably won't have a lot of trouble. And then they have a second version of it called become legend. And this version of the campaign is much more difficult. Um, and if you're, if you're playing with uh, a team, you have limited revives as a group and you have to really work together. And then it also puts in raid like mechanics. So it's not just you go into a room and you kill a boss, you have to solve puzzles and there's like magic and mystery and you're like investigating crime scenes and like doing all this crazy stuff that is very undestiny like that uh, until now you had to play, you know, 150 hours of the expansion and then get into a raid group to experience this type of gameplay. And now they're just throwing, it's not as complicated as raid mechanics, but they're raid-like. They're kind of like light raid mechanics in the campaign and making you, they don't explain it. They just make you kind of figure out how to beat the boss and like what what deactivates their immunity phase and all that stuff. And it's it's really interesting. So answering the question of how long the campaign is, my first playthrough took me a full day to get through it. Basically from 9 a.m. when the game came out, I think I ended up beating it at like 3 a.m. that Is that night. the normal or the legend run? That was the legend run. And okay. I was doing it with a group of people that included one person who basically has almost no experience playing Destiny. And then another person was Destin Legary, which if you've ever played with him, he's not very good. Um, so <laughs> it took me... It, it probably took me longer than others, but uh, you could get through the campaign if you were just doing the normal mode. 
um, in like maybe five or six hours probably would be my guess. Okay. Um, but it, but if you're like me and you you play on the the become legend difficulty, uh, it could take a substantial amount of time. Like if I hadn't just like injected the campaign into my veins, it probably would have taken me a couple of days. Um, and so it's cool, man. It 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 uh you know, and then you it also has the benefit of when you beat it, you feel like you find you've actually achieved something, and it's rewarding if you beat the become legend version because they give you. 15 20 armor which is like 20 above the soft cap so they basically like boost you 20 of the 50 levels you would need to grind to get the end game and they give you like an exotic uh armor drop that you would normally have had to grind for and they like reward you for doing it the hard way um and and it's it's really cool so um, that's a neat idea I, I suspect that they will use that in future i uh, hope they do because it, it yeah. worked because for the casual people they're just like yeah i'll play it on the normal yeah whatever story <laughs> it's cool it's exactly what i've been paying for in previous expansions and then the hardcore community is like oh yeah we can min max this way and it makes the campaign last longer and they're super excited so uh they they did a really really uh great uh job with the campaign and then everything that comes after it is kind of what you'd expect from destiny they have really long quests where there's lots of grinding and there's weapon crafting if you are a, a stat nerd you can jump into weapon, weapon crafting and just waste your life on that like i've pro i've probably spent like 25 hours just grinding for like weapon parts and schematics and like trying to put all these pieces together that to make like fun. a perfect gun yeah it, it could be fun if you're if you're a stat nerd and then this is all before the raid comes out so if they nail the raid this will be you know, without a doubt, uh, a, a fantastic expansion. And, and finally, not just a, okay, Destiny's good. Destiny's great. But like Destiny's like awesome. Like it's it's crushing it. And it, it feels like they're getting closer to fulfilling the promise that they made seven years ago when they were talking about what Destiny was going to be. And, and I feel like especially longtime fans have always felt like they've never quite achieved it. And it feels like they're getting a lot closer with the Witch Queen. And if they, if they keep it up, they're, they're going to, I mean, I'm, I'm just excited for the future of destiny. It's so cool. First of all, I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for all of my destiny fans. And, and, and I think that's great. Um, do you happen to know whether it changed the intake process at all? Um, I, ever oh, oh, since for starters, first light, ever since first light and kind of the hard stop cement wall, I, even talking to people that hadn't been able to get into it before, I, I can't, I can't onboard them into destiny. Even when I was yeah. trying now, I'm not playing this one. Yeah. I, I'm not in protest or anything. I just didn't like what they did with Forsaken. Yeah, I get, um, I get your stance on that. So I don't. So, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy it anymore. Uh, but I'm thrilled that they're doing a good job. And I was just wondering about that onboarding because I, I really did hate that when I saw yeah. how it how it existed before this expansion, at least. Yeah. So this is one of the things in my review in progress that I do talk about. There's a few things that aren't great in the Witch Queen. One is that once you get outside of the campaign, the the other parts of Destiny are just they have not been nurtured or taken for at all. Okay. Uh, Crucible, their PVP mode is still not very well done. And they, they just didn't change anything. In Crucible. They didn't change anything. They added two maps that are old maps that were already in the game that they took out and they just like put them back in and, <laughs> the Disney and, vault. Yeah. The <laughs> Disney vault. And, and they, and they, the 11 maps that we lost, there's no answer to that. And there's no new game modes. Uh, and then Gambit, which has been really in a troubled place for a long time, they made minor changes to the mode and then just left it. And so like the, there's like three different verticals you're supposed to spend your time in and destiny. And one of them is eaten and the other two are like, what is happening with these modes? And the second thing I talk about is that the game is now more complicated than it's ever been. And their, <laughs> their, their new process for getting pe people to play it is 
not good at all. And and if if you were playing the game for the first time, I have no idea how you would navigate the game because they added six new currencies just for weapon crafting. Uh, <laughs> weapon crafting is a phenomenally complicated process that if you haven't spent your entire life playing Destiny, you will have no idea how to do it, even with the tutorials that they give you at the bottom of the screen constantly flickering and telling you how to do things. <laughs> like, like I, I was playing with my girlfriend. She plays a lot of games, and she's also played Destiny before, but she's sort of like you, Hoke. She's only been a casual. She plays the campaigns and then doesn't spend a ton of time in it. And uh, she was just like, I have, I feel like I have no idea what to do. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> I, I barely do. And I've been playing this game for seven years every day. So um it, that's it's what not I was great wondering about because yeah. i mean that, that's i to me it wouldn't make the, the the users like you happy but i i would love it if bungie said look let's do something that actually onboards people let's actually spend some time and resources to actually figure out this pipeline in a better that, way that, that uh, would make players like me happy like i, I just to have like, the just to have the robust yeah, the, audience yeah dude, it, it's it's been a, it's been a problem forever it's like you you want your friend to play destiny and they log on and they go dude i have no idea what to do and you're like all right I, my options are spend you know hours of my life being a guru to this guy and like a, start a mentorship program with, with the, my friend <laughs> right or or he just doesn't play right and that's that's been the problem but i will say they do one thing very well which is okay. with the witch queen every item in the game every gun that you've had every piece of armor you've had if you've played the game before automatically gets leveled to 1350 which is the starting level Amazing. that everyone was when Witch Queen came out. So you don't have to grind or play any other game modes or anything else. When you open the game, all your equipment will be leveled to play okay. the Witch Queen, which so is a hard restart to actually play the stuff that's in there, which is good. Yes, you could, issues... you, could, you could you could open the game and play the Witch Queen. But if you were One trying of the issues to issues I had with First Light was it really does have two missions and then you're not actually strong enough to even go to like the third mission in the tutorial. And it's like, yeah, figure it out, yeah. boss. Yeah, so, so that okay. that is no longer that is no longer a thing. Like if you if you were a brand new player, you would play yeah. the two starter missions, and then you would have equipment already that was strong enough to just jump straight into the witch. All right. for the, that, well, that so is that, an improvement. Just straight that up. part is a huge improvement. There's no power grind to playing the content, but the the drawback is that now the sandbox is like even more complicated because of weapon crafting. And if you were trying to understand that, I believe it. I would just I would just be like, dude, I I don't know. Watch hours of youtube videos like i have no idea how to explain it's starting to get in the space in my head of like a warframe that has 17 different systems it's it's absolutely yeah. unreadable to anybody that it's alien to uh yeah. and then you can get up to it if you want to but it does have this kind of you're gonna have to spend some time like you're in school again uh right. figuring out what it is that we're talking about and then if you get there travis promises you you'll be happy but it takes a while to get graduated in those kinds of things, yeah. which I don't necessarily mind. I like complexity. I just feel like there's probably a better way to do it. And because it's all kind of grafted yeah. on like Frankenstein's monster, they never have solved that problem to me. But I definitely like the power issue that you just explained, because that was yeah. the weirdest thing. Because that, I, that, when that I was, was their playing biggest it, problem. For when sure. I was playing it, I was constantly like, all right, what have they done with onboarding? Because I want to get my brother back into it or whatever. Um, yeah. And that was the weirdest thing when I tried First Light. And I was like, oh. This is bizarre. It's like, go play Forsaken, I guess, to get back to our third tutorial mission. It was just weird yeah. the way that it was handled. Yeah, and even but if you, even if, even if somehow you do understand the systems of Destiny right away, which I kind of, I kind of doubt that that is even really possible to have like a really strong grasp of it. Um, the, the big problem is 
just just seeing my girlfriend go through it was that she would understand the systems because I was explaining it to her. But then she was missing the crucial thing of having thousands and thousands of all the materials that are mm. in the game because there's so many. And I've been playing the game for so long. I have a stockpile. And I feel like by the default is Destiny players have a stockpile of all these really valuable materials. And if you don't have them, getting them requires you to just play mindless like hours to get yeah. get the materials yeah. like i'm always shocked she's like man i need more legendary shards they're like crack to her and i'm like i have twenty thousand legendary shards like i don't i don't know what to do with these things and and uh that's just a very well that's got to be tricky for bungie right they're looking at their own stats and they're seeing whatever people's averages in their purse or the bank or whatever they wind up calling it and they're like okay so we have to try to do both at once um yep. and so i get it i do get the problem it sounds great i've seen the pictures i think the art looks fantastic yeah, There's some gothic so tunnels good. and things that yeah. just uh really really looks good to me i i just uh i'm gonna i'm gonna live it vicariously through travis and and uh, the lords and everything else so yeah the business model is still the same there that one just bugs they, me a lot them pulling fact, first yeah, taken just the, bugs me a lot they yeah. took forsaken out they got rid of some of the the maps and stuff like that so they went ahead with their model and uh yeah. you know that's that the that's market the does what the market does. I'm not the I'm not the market. If it works for them, fine. I'm just yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of interesting comments here about the same thing. So back from the dead uh it says Destiny Sue's even better. <laughs> we were just saying get into a good clan where everyone plays together and you learn how to play as a team. Sure. Which yep. Obviously makes sure. sense, right? I mean that's that's pretty natural. We got some comments on the Warframe as well. Um Warframe just makes very good or good content very hard to start unless you have three friends who will join you. So it's the same problem, right? It's like they're trying to solve for the same problem. It's interesting. Warframe is just the one I think of in my head because you just roll in there and not only are they giving system upon system upon system, uh, they're using even stranger words than Bungie to just describe (laughs) enemies or races or, you know, what's happening. So it's like you have to learn, you have to get the glossary out uh, like they used to hand out when they were showing David Lynch's Dune. Here's what Arrakis is. Here's what Natrades mm-hmm. is. You need that out for Warframe just to like even understand the sentence that they just said to you. So, I mean, I like that. Yeah. It's really, really weird. But It's I, super I, nerdy, I but it, it it is a barrier of entry for new people. And that that is something that I think about a lot because you want to play with your friends, right? But it, of course. it's not easy. Dude, I had a friend who played f- the first five years of Destiny fanatically, right? Fanatically. Like I would say he's probably even more than, even more than I played. And yeah. then he went cold turkey for two years. And I finally got him to come back for Witch Queen. And he was so confused. He was like, so much has changed in two years. And I'm like, this is a dude with like 5,000 hours in Destiny. And he's like, I took two years off and I'm just like lost. If you give him a year, you show up. The interface is entirely different. Like, like, what game is this? Yeah. Yeah. And Warframe is the same way, by the way. I played Warframe for a good chunk of time. And then I took a couple years off and I logged on and I went, I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel like it'll take me forever to catch up. And I just... I dipped yep. and I, I haven't played Warframe again. That's what I love that game though. It's not an easy thing to solve for, right? If you imagine you're a developer and you've got millions of players in your world and you've got, you know, several years or more worth of content and lore and characters and all this stuff. And like, you're, you're trying to solve for players like Travis who are logging in every single day. Right. And trying to keep them involved and interested while at the same time, figuring out how to, bring someone into all of this who has no idea of anything of what we're even talking about. Um, I, I Obviously, it's a very com- complicated thing to solve for. Well, that's why as much as I found the concept of Destiny 2 annoying when they announced it, like it was supposed to be a universe, it should be just, you shouldn't be pulling back Mars and Earth and all these things, even when it switched over. 
that that was actually a pretty good starting point. That Red War campaign puts you in a place where you understand things. The tower goes down. I there you, you feel like you're entering into it like a like a good movie where there's that one guy that doesn't know what's going on and everybody has to explain it to them. Um, so that the start of Destiny Two was great. They, they pulled almost all of that. I mean, the Red War is gone. It's been gone for a while. Um, yeah, almost and, a year. And, and so it's just like, here you are, here's like a Han Solo-ish guy, here's a ship, and uh, Godspeed, there's the solar system. All right. Well, it's funny, yeah. you, you were on the show <laughs> at the time, Rick, but um, last year we were talking about Destiny on here, and I told Travis and, and the audience that I, I put hundreds of hours in a few years ago, right, came back to it, and the most confusing thing to me was when I jumped back into Destiny 2, I was playing the Destiny 1 campaign from 2013. Like the very beginning of the game of Destiny One. Yes, no, it is. It is. Yeah, and it's I was like, three demo. I, I thought I was. I thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, I swear to God, I played this seven years ago. Like, how is this Destiny Two? Yet I'm playing the same thing as Destiny One. It's just, it's a mess. Yeah, only now you can get a ship when you couldn't before, or the opposite. I mean, like, there's like, it's just slightly different. Puts you and spins you off into the solar system. I, I like this. I, we've talked about it. It's some of my favorite shooting, like the actual mechanic of yeah, playing fantastic. in gaming. Uh, it's just the the meta stuff and the and the business model that, that puts me off. But I am thrilled that Witch Queen has turned out as good as it has uh, by all accounts because I know people that were Destiny fans were so pumped for it, and the elongated season was, in in my opinion, making them a little crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, so for it, sure, it's, it's good. Just, that it's yeah, good. dude, six months of just like chilling on content, especially <laughs> if you're. I know a lot of content creators, and they're just like. I need well, something. I was, yeah, it, was like, it was like YouTube videos or articles about like, is there a new crack in the chrysalid or whatever? I can't, yeah. I, did, I wasn't playing it, but it was like, oh, I think yeah, there might dude. be a new crack in it. It's like, uh, yeah, they were looking for some, some content, man. <laughs> it was like, uh, it was, they're, they're like hibernating bears in winter lasts twice as long. They were just like <laughs> not prepared for it, did not have the food stores. Yeah, it was, it was a bad situation, but I'm not that type of Destiny player. I love Destiny. I'll, I'll like grind it with the best of them and play as much content. And as soon as I'm done, I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go. Yeah, you're you're, under, you're entering into the lands between. It's like, yeah, oh, that's right, right. <laughs> I don't even know what that is yet. So clearly I've played a lot of Elden Ring. Oh, that's, there's yeah. a great transition segue. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried to transition it right there. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not a regular on podcast yet, but I'm, I'm working on it. Season gaming. So I'm like, I know Elden Ring's got to be next. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. I got a couple <laughs> super chats to get to real quick. Uh, our, our traditional weekly $2 super chat from Mr. Luke Lore over at Xbox Expansion Pass. Money well spent to say that Joe sucks. So, Correct. yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's money well spent. What else can you say? Thank you, sir. Gecko Gamer with a five euro super chat. Warframe clicked with me while Destiny 2 has not, which is okay. weird as this was before they revamped the first few quests in Warframe. So it could be just playstyle differences, you think? Maybe, I mean, obviously different games. Yeah, I mean, they're different games. Bad yeah. taste. Say it so again, Travis. No, I said bad taste. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think Warframe no, War, War, War is actually great, yeah. Yeah, it's got its... It's another one of those games that's like... Um, it's got its community. You know what I mean? Like, there's millions of players who play Warframe, and that's their game. Well, I so respect the companies that are like, oh, we're going to try this free-to-play thing, open more, whatever. We're going to fight some big money, and we're going to make it work over a decade like yeah. i think that's yeah. really impressive and they were one of the first people to one of the first teams to make that leap they did it early they did yeah, it they like did, they've been around for a while well that yeah. was like, i remember sony kind of having an almost an advertising campaign about look we got some free-to-play stuff it's going to be on the menu and warframe was very early there uh yeah. in the 
is that the PlayStation 4 era? Yeah, it was placed yeah, it was but, the very beginning of the PlayStation yeah. 4 uh, and Xbox One generation cuz yeah, they, and that's right when Destiny came out too. So like Warframe and Destiny are like the two games as a service that have been making it work for a really long time and and weirdly neither of them have very many competitors even after all this time. It's it's yeah, yeah it's bizarre. There's lots hey. of lots of dead bodies in the field of games as a service. Uh, and there are <laughs> going to be like, Anthem is going to be the one. Anthem? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't BioWare, I don't know. They're I, the wrong company to try that, I think. Yeah. I don't I, I they're they're the wrong company maybe to try anything right now. I don't know. They, did you I mean they have people keep leaving. How, yeah. you, did you get did you see the latest like messaging from BioWare which is like everything's fine. It was We're like, fine here. like the fire meme uh as as a corporate messaging statement. I almost did a video on it cuz I was like um when you have to make this statement, the fact that you're making it is statement enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to transition over to our main topic, which is Elden Ring. So they uh, say the land between like in the intro, Travis. <laughs> it's been in the trailers too. I, it, I mean, it's, it's the name of the world. I know that I know the intro, like all Soulsborne games is like weird esoteric and just like yeah, I, things. I, I remember them saying <laughs> the lands between, but I, if you, if you ask me, Hey Travis, are you in the lands between? I'd be like, I don't know. Am I yet? Like, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that's, moment that's one. Thing. I feel I feel I feel like I'm in between the lands between like that's how I feel I don't know I don't know the yet. entire world of the game is the lands between so if you're playing the game you're in it yeah right, yes. well, that's my point I wouldn't have known that I I just haven't yeah they're just I've so funny those controls are so funny because it's like we're gonna say lands between we're gonna say tarnished we're gonna say Elden Ring we're gonna say names of people it, it reminds me a lot of the Demon Souls intro um, yeah. of like we're gonna call off names. Uh, that don't mean anything to you right now. And then you'll you'll get there and you'll be like, oh, this is, that, that was the person with the nice bit of art from 10 hours ago. That's cool. You want to you hear my first complaint about Elden Ring? Uh, sure. I went through a really, really long process of creating my character and I really like to RP inside these worlds. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to make like a canon character. So I chose like the confessor class and I made him look super rugged. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And then I named him... Uh, acolyte gideon i was just like oh just some random name and then the first intro they introduce a character a major character named gideon and i was like damn it like I just, <laughs> that's my first complaint about the game is my character has the same name as somebody else in the game and yeah, yeah, you want character. a list right next to it see sometimes when i'm naming characters what i want is and some games do this i want like okay what are you calling your people but, yeah, yeah. Let me but, but, sound like a little bit. So I have something to go off of. I knew it was like knights and gallantry. So yes. I was like, okay, I want some name. I want some name in that. And I just happened to choose one that somebody already had in the game. And I was immediately pissed off. I wanted to restart the game already, but I stuck with it. There's two Gideons in this world. Get used to it. It like, is what well, it is. I will say this. Uh, you can change your name in this game. Oh. You can change your name. You can respec. You could redesign your character. All those options are in this game. Just like in real life. <laughs> it's a metaphor <laughs> so um yeah so Elden ring obviously released it's been uh talk of the town because uh it received very 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 high very very yes acclaim. a couple more varies there yeah yeah very 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 <laughs> high critical acclaim uh it is now one of the highest rated games of all time um i reviewed it obviously for season gaming and funny enough i was talking a lot to miles so the the interesting thing about this game and travis you'll understand this well is this game and i keep repeating this to people because everyone i see talking about this game are 
still either in uh, Limgrave, which is the opening area, right? And like I said earlier, you can spend 15, 20, 25 plus hours in the opening area before you go to Stormvale Castle. Stormvale Castle is where it's a big castle, plenty of things to explore. There's two major boss fights in it. At the end of the castle is the first demigod, which really starts to bring the story on, right? So at that point, you do that, you're about 25 hours in. I will tell you right now, at that point in the game, you've maybe, maybe done 10% of it. Maybe. Uh, not this sure if game, that's a hit or a threat. Yeah. <laughs> this game it's, is, it's both. It's both. <laughs> this game is far, 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 far more immense than people realize. And they don't really have a concept for how big this game is yet. And as Miles and I uh, over at Windows Central were reviewing this in parallel, we were DMing like hundreds of times a day because, as you can imagine, you've got this incredibly massive world from FromSoft, which we know FromSoft games. There's no guides. There's no YouTube videos. There's no Google. There's nothing about how to figure stuff out in this game. And him and I are just like, did you see this? What does that mean? You know, did you see this? And we, we kind of had this shared experience over the course of a week and a half. Where I totally we, get that. Yeah, where we both grinded. I mean, we were playing 10 hours a day to try and get the review done in time um, or more. Uh, and we both put a, a really substantial amount of time into it. But it was it was almost a magical experience um, because it was just by the time we got to the 70 plus 80 plus hour mark, we were both kind of bouncing off of each other. And we're like, are, are we crazy or is this this is this good? Right. Like like Witcher three might have just been dethroned. Like I'm not talking madness right now. Right. And we started to kind of bounce off my boy. <laughs> and you know when you're reviewing a game and and you don't know what people think of the game and right. you, you start having these concepts of is this one of the greatest <laughs> games of all time or am i losing my mind like am i biased you know what i mean do i am i just enjoying it but it's not really that good and the more we talked about it we're like no man this this is this good um, i actually often wonder about that i don't review things right i mean i review them after the fact but you guys do review things yeah. is there any sense of like relief when you put in your score. Obviously, you feel you're you're behind your opinion or whatever. But then, yeah. like, it the world isn't completely on the opposite side. See, Travis is is shaking his head. Do you just yeah. like to be opposite? He's like, no, you, I, you, I always you put out that two, and it's all nines down the line. I, I don't, I don't think at all. I don't care a whit about don't care. what other people think okay. about the game. And I, when I write my review, I, I never think about that. I'm just like, That's whatever. Right. This is what I think. I mean, a review is one person's opinion, and I'm I'm the person, so I know my opinion better than anyone else. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't think, and I'm always hoping, I hope every time I write a review that my review is going to be like wildly different. Like I'm going to be okay. this, like this crazy person. Everybody's going to be like, Oh my God, did you read Travis's review? I always hope that I'm like, Oh, I just want to like, what if something crazy happens? That's, that's your single, personality. That's but your here's, personality. The th here's the thing. And every single review I'm like on the Metacritic, like whatever the average <laughs> is, I'm like right on it. It's, it's okay. It's a curse. I don't know. No. That, see, that, well, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because. A, I, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I, go ahead. I was going to say I'm slightly different. I, I generally, to Travis's point, the last thing you want to do when you're reviewing a game that you're going to hit embargo for, so you're coming out with everyone else, the last thing you want to do is think, oh God, I hope I'm the same as everyone else. Like, because that starts to shift your mindset about the game, right? To Travis's point, you only put the score on there or the words on there that you personally feel about the game, right? I guess I'm talking about the interregnum period. You got it in, you did your job. You've given yeah. your review, you've you've limited it. You haven't said, I hope this matches up with everybody else, but it's in. 
and yeah. then it's embargo day. Are you interested in that? Do you guys go oh, check I out whatever other yeah, people I, 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 check. I check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to see just in general. And I look for the lowest score and the highest score and try to read them too. understand how it is. I'm like, oh, yeah. what are people, what's the bad thing? What's the worst thing? And then, and then my review is always like the most moderate because that's just who I am. I'm like yeah. a very moderate person. And, and yeah, I'm always like disappointed. Like, man, why can't I be the extremist for once? The, crazy the funniest guy. thing I saw this week was a buddy of mine. He's like, you know, who does the same thing? To your point, looks high, looks low, right? And he's like, I want to see what the low reviews are for Elden Ring. The lowest I can find is a nine. He's like, there are no low reviews for this game. Well, I'm an optimist, right? We've talked about this. So I love reading the top reviews, even if it's a, even if it's a genre I don't necessarily like. I'm not the biggest <laughs> Foldborn guy. I do like them. Yeah. But um, I always like to read those top reviews and think somebody felt this way. Somebody got to this place about this game, and that's reasonably your maximum. That's what you could potentially do uh, if if you buy this game. And, and I do that with like movies that are rated horribly. Like, what's the guy that gave that five stars? What did he see in it? Right. Um, and maybe interesting. Maybe some of that can match up with what I like, and maybe I could force myself. I remember thinking that for uh, the Warcraft movie, right? Warcraft movie generally pretty pilloried. A couple of good scores there. It's like, well, you know, the music's really driving, and they just, you know, just some some of the stuff. I watched it; didn't turn out to be on that a uh, high end uh, of the reviews. But I love to see. Okay, maybe I can be that person that feels that way about this thing, and that's that's how I live my life. That, that's a good way to approach it. My my philosophy when playing and reviewing games is no matter how good the game is or how bad it is, I try to find one thing that I love about the game. Because then it, then it's a worthwhile experience. Even if like you're playing Crossfire X, if there's like one thing that you really love, then it'll make the... Out it'll of curiosity, make... what's the Crossfire X one thing? Well, I was Actually, just... yeah, I, I do have one thing about Crossfire X that I legitimately love, which is... Uh, it's the, over? The... <laughs> <laughs> I also like that a lot. I don't know if I love that. But the one thing I love about uh, the Crossfire X is the um infection mode that's absolutely terrible it, okay. it's, it like it, i don't know if i talked about it on the show you but did. it's you told me about it yeah it's it's a terrible mode where the aliens are are they they have to get shot like 20 times to go down they get it, they get revived immediately and infinitely if they get killed and the survivors have to hold them off for like nine minutes i've never seen any time i've played it even when there were glitches i've never seen the humans win Right. They just they they can't. They have limited ammo. They only have to get hit once. They have to survive for nine minutes. It's impossible for them to win. But the thing that makes me laugh about it is that when the aliens win, everyone wins because they're all aliens when the game ends. <laughs> and so there's no point to the game mode. It's like you hold off. But then as soon as like I was the last survivor and an alien hit me and it goes, congratulations, you win. alien. Oh, no. and, I, and I'm like, I was like, well, but I lost, though, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> And honestly, that made me laugh so hard. And everyone I played that mode with, they were cracking up. They were like, so what's the point of this? You could just immediately have all the all the soldiers run in and lose the match. And it would have the same outcome, like everybody would win. And then it'll have a leaderboard. And it says, it says winning team. And it'll have every player in the lobby. And then losing team, no one. And I'm just like, what is the point of this game? <laughs> so I love that. I love that. I, I don't know why. I've just never seen that in a game where there's no losers. Yeah, so I, like I famous, to to your point, Rick. I famously and still get crap for it today from friends. By the way, so I gave BioMutant a really high score, um, and I, I really enjoyed that game. I think that I think uh, your review might have convinced me to buy it, Ains, if I'm remembering correctly. Really? Like, like yeah, I think it might have. I think it uh, In, you're influencing. <laughs> oh God. Um, but uh, it, it it's a huge game, and it's one of those games that it, I find this uh, to be true with a lot of games nowadays, because games have gotten so big. 
is sadly, and again, Travis, you'll know this, is that sadly, there's a lot of peers in the industry. I won't say a lot. There's some peers in the industry that will put a review out after only playing a percentage of a big game. And that's <laughs> not that's not a good barometer, in my opinion. And I don't want to take us on a tangent here, but Biomutant was one of those games where I'm like, yeah, to be honest, it's a 60-plus hour game. And if you're only putting 10 hours into it, you're not seeing kind of the beauty of that game and it's it's a shame right so not saying mine's right and theirs is wrong whatever i'm just saying that's sure. what i experienced um which made me really enjoy it um but anyway no there's breath there. and i you know for me what i found speaking of things that i like i don't i don't love biomutant as much as your review right. but i really like that ambition i i really like small teams striving for greatness like i yeah. I, I love that and they're clearly awesome. striving their butts off in biomutant yeah. Did they yeah. get there? Reasonable minds can differ. But I really love <laughs> I really love the breadth of that game and, and what they attempt to do. Yeah. I a, also bought it based on Ains's not not no, you his didn't. Review, but him no, you didn't. telling about it. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I, I'm pretty I, sure I was, on this, I was on this show and you kept talking about it. That's why I bought it. Not because I read your review. And then uh and then I still haven't opened it, but I want to get around to that one eventually. I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was your review. I'm pretty That's sure. It did get it did get a lot of publicity, probably like we talked about, because I was one of the the outliers. Outliers. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, back to Elden Ring. It uh, I did give it a ten. Miles gave it a ten. Uh, almost everyone gave it a ten, apparently. Because not a ten. Um, Mitchell Saltzman gave it a ten. Yeah, That's over there. at IGN, they give it a ten as well. And I um just to kind of give you a little perspective on this game. So I generally think that Witcher Three is uh one of if not the greatest games of all time again we're talking kind of overall world building game experience characters etc um there's been plenty of magical games over the course of decades and and the more i play this game for perspective for our listeners i have now done my review period on pc put over 80 hours into it for the review i'm almost at 90 now i've abandoned that playthrough at endgame i've started over on xbox two different characters i have another 33 hours or something as of thursday as we're recording just on Xbox, and I also played the tech test a couple months ago. So I'm, I'm at like. What was your character class on your your review playthrough? Review playthrough with Samurai. Um, right now, I have on Xbox an Astrologer, which I'm doing sorceries for the first time. I usually don't do that. I want to try it, and then my stream playthrough, which I'm doing to walk people through the game, is a hero. So he's a pure strength build. And then in the tech test, I did Warrior, which is kind of your all around character. So I've Got done it. classes. Um, uh, my man over here hates faith build uh, classes, guys. Uh, Elu, who's, who's his, uh season gaming contributor, who I who's loving the game as well. He's doing a faith uh, like a power cleric, basically. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's the path, man. That's, that's probably like, what I would describe mine as. That's, like, that's, I got some fireball incantations and a giant sword. That's nice. it. That's the best path. It's get a get a big beefy boy with a shield, but he can also do mir uh, cast miracles. <laughs> that's the way, <laughs> man. That's the way. Um, so I will say that, uh, you know, a lot of experience in this game. It is, from a world design perspective, um, I, I'm not sure. And again, you debate in your own head, right, as you kind of think about all the games you've played. But I generally think, as, as people will experience more of this world over the next few weeks and see kind of what we're talking about, uh, that it may be the best open world RPG world design uh, that uh, that's ever been created. It's that good. Um, it is a game where every 20 steps you can look, you can see something, go to it, and there's something interesting there. And that's been said about a lot of games. I've never personally felt that many games have accomplished that to where 
I truly want to discover something in every direction at all times. And what's really unique about this game is the things that you discover are unique. It's not an open world game that's huge. Like let's, we always use Valhalla as the bad example here, but let's say it anyway, where it's like, there's 50 points on a map, right? These 20 points are the exact same thing. You're doing the same thing here as you did over here and over here and over here. And you do five different things a hundred times. Um, that's not what this is. There are so many interesting things to discover and do and just accomplish in this game. And it never stops, it never slows down. The entire game, it just continues to do that and blow you away. There's probably, there's gotta be at least 60 to 80 plus boss battles, different types of bosses, small bosses, huge bosses, world bosses, story bosses, all with different kind of mechanics and differences. Some appear only at certain times of day. Um, it's just I could rave about this game for hours and hours on end of how many things it, it really accomplishes from a game perspective. Um, so but I, I don't want to do that. My review kind of did that. I've talked about this game endlessly all week. Um, so for a little perspective, Rick, you are correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think we talk. Yeah. You're, you're not a big souls guy. I've played them all. Um, and I've played some of the offshoots, you know, the, the surges of the world, mortal shell, uh, those, those kinds of games. I've played some of those. Um, I like them. I have never become what, what, what is really wild to me. And I'm happy people have found this thing that they love so much. I've never become that kind of ravenous for them. Like there, there are from software folks, souls born game people. Um, and I think that's great. That's not me in general. I mean, I look at Elden Ring and um, I, I, you know, I tweeted some of this out. Uh, and so I, I get a lot of crap, which is totally fine. I never mind crap. I, I deserve it basically every time I speak. Uh, but I tweeted out a couple of things. I said, well, coming from Horizon, Elden Ring, not much of a looker. Um, and it's just got a very different sensibility. And I, I talked about Horizon last week and saying it's a little noisy in places. There's, there's a few places where Horizon goes, we could put so many flowers and plants in. Let's just do that. Yeah. And it becomes a little cluttered in spots. You, you're not going to generally get that from um, Elden Ring. And then I, I'm playing it. And um, the first, the very first area, this kind of open field, especially when you don't have a map. Um, and I question whether they shouldn't give you a map at, at, at the start. Because some of the coolness of the game is... And, and I know people use comparisons too much, but this very much feels to me like Breath of the Wild, where Dark Souls levels are strewn about, uh, and you go in and you play Dark Souls. I mean, Stormvale Castle is the first level of Demon Souls, give or take, right? I mean, like, it's got a very similar sensibility to it. Um, and the rest of it is exactly what you described. The thing that I like about it so much is... You can see there's weird bits of geography when you finally get the map. You can see that there's some buildings that you can go pop into. Uh -huh. There's a cliff that looks a little weird. And that's exactly the feel I got from Breath of the Wild. When you check this out, it's like, oh, there's a spiral island chain. I wonder what that's about. There's this thing that looks weird. And, and that, that's where it's meeting me in a place that I really love. I adore Breath of the Wild. Um, where, it's, where it's not meeting me is, um, you know, Stormvale. Like, I, I don't mind progressing it, but I'm just not the biggest fan of playing a Demon Souls or Soulsborne game. And it might be. I'm fully willing to grant this to people. It might be because I'm that bad or I'm that terrible at it. And it's just, if you die a ton, it's very easy to get like, okay. There was one, um, there was one area of grace, I would say halfway through the castle, where, where I had to do my run like 25 times. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like... It's not even that much. Well, I, it's just like, I'm, I'm just like, 
Okay. And you, you find yourself stealing yourself, right? It's like, okay, so we're going to have to make this through, or this is the end of my Elden Ring experience. Uh, and of course my daughter comes down. This is what I was talking about earlier. My daughter comes down and goes, why are you, why are you trying to fight that dude? What if you walked over there? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, there's a door there. She's I, I progressed more with my daughter sitting next to me in two hours <laughs> than I did for five hours being like, God damn it, spider. <laughs> um, so I, it's, it's a game that it's a game that does some really cool stuff. It isn't immediately apparent. I, my first two hours were bad. I, and I want to talk about this because it's not a looker straight up. It can be. There are areas where you get this really good artistic direction. Stormvale looks amazing from the outside. Then it's a bunch of, you know, gray blocks and things. But we could talk about that. But one of the first things I did was I didn't have a map. It doesn't give you any direction. That's kind of cool. That's like the first Zelda or something. So, like, so it, it does yeah. give you direction. It's I'm, just sure it does. I'm sure it does. I, I was just distracted. But regardless of whether it does or not, I didn't see it. Um, and so I go off on my own. I'm on this blank page trying to figure out where the heck I am. Yeah. And it likes to be obtuse, which it, all these games do. So there's like, there's lines coming off of your, your grace. And you're like, I yep. think that's the waypoint. I mean, I think it's like it directing me. It is. Uh, but I, that takes a while to figure out. Occasionally it'll just throw up a monument that looks like the, the dwarven entrance to Moria. And you're like, what, what is that? <laughs> Um, and you're figuring these things out slowly. I'm, I'm getting into fights being like, why won't my summoning bell work anymore? I, all these things happen in the game. But the very first thing I do is I go exploring. I find a door in a cliff. I say, okay, people tell me this is like Breath of the Wild. You go and you do what you want to do. That's pretty cool to me. I go in. It's its own dungeon. It's, yep. full, of, uh, it's full of imps. There's a puzzle. There's a mini boss. Um, uh, the, the mini boss is animated like, I don't know what... I think it's intentional, really terribly. It's a it's a it's a giant I know cat. What you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a giant a cat with a flame tail, and it 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 acts really weirdly. And I go through all this, and it's a really ugly dungeon. I, I don't I don't want to disparage the game because there's there's really a lot of cool stuff in it. This is the first thing I see is this gray block dungeon with these kind of weird looking goblin imps and a and a not <laughs> a weirdly animated cat with a fire tail. And I go in and I'm like. Okay, so it's cool that that had a unique thing. I get a cat head from it. Very neat. And I wear a cat head for a while. Um, but it looks bad. I'm not really getting into it. And then what you want to yell at me about, which is what I was tweeting about uh, this weekend, is <laughs> I have a variable refresh rate uh, TV. Yes. I'm playing it on Series X. Yep. It is not the worst thing in the world, but it does one of the things that I find most annoying. And that is... It is flopping between, I don't know, somewhere in the 40s and so and, and 60 frames per second, even at variable refresh rate. You're not getting tearing. You're not getting weirdness with that kind of setup. But what you are getting is um, a clearly different feel for like a spinning camera and movement if it's raining or if there's a lot of people on screen. And that has always, always bothered me. Like if you turn around in a different direction, you get a sudden smoothness and then a sudden not quite as smooth. It's not affecting your ability to play the game. And I, I don't mean to imply that. It's just, um, it feels bad to me. And it's possible that my eyes are, are just the best eyes on earth and I'm, I'm overly sensitive to these things. I don't know. But when people come into my comments, like, there's never been a problem. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That front gate, when it rains, is running at like 40, like clearly. So. Um, yeah, I don't even know. You're not. You're not wrong. Yeah, see, uh, I knew you would say that. Get out of here, Trev. Yeah, you're. You're not wrong. I'm playing. Uh, same thing. VRR Series X now. Um, uh, it's absolutely there. Um, I just think, as with everything, right? It's going to be how much does those 
10, 15 frame drop per second bother you personally, right? Um, to me, that's never been a huge deal. Um, and I can tell you coming from 90 hours of PC, when you go up Stormhill, <laughs> when you go up Stormhill on PC, yeah, and I'm I'm I've lowered settings. This is just a known issue with Elden Ring on PC right now. I've I lowered all the way down to medium settings. I tried everything. You go, you think 40 frames is bad? Try maybe 15. No, I hear you. It's, and I, I will say this: when they can control the so. situation more, like I've been in Stormvale for seemingly my whole life. Uh, when I'm, when I'm in Stormvale castle, it's clear that, okay, it's shortened angles, it's hallways, it's things like that. No issues whatsoever yeah. in the castle. It's like an open world issue where you've got some kind of, you've got a lighting element and then it rains and yeah. then there's 16 yeah. guys. And, and I get that. I do. And I, and I think the argument to make is, well, Rick, do you want that to be out there at all? And this is, this is as good as it can be. And it doesn't really harm things. I, I get that. I, I do. Uh, but that was on top of. The networking on Xbox didn't work until last night, until like 11 p.m. last night. So, so that's another weird one that happened with this game. And I don't know if you know what actually, do you know what no. actually happened? All I know is I, I I had four sessions between Friday morning and uh, middle of Saturday yeah. where uh, connection failed. Yeah. So here, here's the weird, one of the weirdest issues, which was not Elden Ring specific, believe it or not. The network okay. for Elden Ring never went down. It's been up the whole time. What okay. happened on Xbox, which is, I've never heard this before, is that some people got the latest game update and some people didn't. And there was a broken bug on Xbox only where they couldn't push the game update to a percentage of players. So if you okay, had... Old version. Yeah. So if you had the latest update since launch, there's been no issue. I've never been unable to connect. Whereas my friend Jordan, who was just in the chat and playing, he couldn't connect until last night when they finally fixed it and they got the latest update. It went live at like 11 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Me messages just started showing up. Yep. <laughs> and it was very strange. Like the server on Xbox only was not pushing the update to some people. So 11 p.m. Okay. for you guys. 9 p.m. for you. Or uh, 8 p.m. for you. From Yep. Still, that's, still hey, that's like right when I started playing Elden Ring. Yeah, well, I mean, like I, I completely right missed this happened. issue. That's yeah, great. I mean, I, I, I can tell you right about when it happened because it was like, oh, oh, it's the, yeah. it's like the, not, it's not the EULA, but it's like a warning, it, behave. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, am I online now? And and what was really funny is that they have, they have a couple of spaces where they're tutorializing some of the aspects, and they'll have like a, they'll have like a red NPC pop up, and I was yep. like, wait, is my multiplayer working? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. That guy's too bad at this. Uh, so no, it's uh, it, it's all these little things, and it's also I want to be I want to put my tilt on full display. I I am loving Horizon so much more than I thought I would. Bouncing between those particular games is they're they're completely different. Yeah, completely it's like different. Uh, I don't I don't really I'm, I'm going back over there, <laughs> uh, and I and I've still done ten hours of Elden Ring, so I mean I, I've I've progressed, but it's just it. I didn't want to do it when I first started it. And then I had to grow into it um, in, in a, in a fashion. Yeah. Um, and certainly I said, I'm 10 hours in, I'm in the fourth grace uh, thing in Stormvale castle. So like, I'm way, I'm way in front of what you have as your timing curve for. You're, you're, for you be there castle. Yeah. You shouldn't okay. be there yet. Uh, did you, did you I'm meet 25? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else. Did yeah. You beat Mar Target? Yeah. Okay, but you haven't beaten Godric. No, no, I, I've been. I, I I get various people whispering about uh, about Godric, oh, but Godric, no, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't gotten to him yet. I just uh, oh, let's see. Um, 
I don't, I don't need to spoil anything. I, I'm, uh, it's the fourth. I, I'm like, I, it appears to be I'm two thirds of the way through the castle. Yeah, the I know, I know, I know. I got you, I got you. Funny enough, Ken Hall, what that, what's up, Ken? He said Elden Ring series optimized. He is in 30, 90, and he still gets frame drops. So, uh, yeah, I, there's there's serious problems on PC for sure, and that's a known issue. Uh, shout out to Neo in the house. What's up, brother? Good to see you this morning. Um, Dan, yeah, Dan had a family. Anyone just coming in a little late? Dan had a family thing this morning, couldn't make it. So, uh, wish him the best uh, outside of the chat, of course. Um, so yeah, I um, you know, going off of your comments, Rick, and and the funny thing is, whenever a game like this comes out that uh, is so critically acclaimed and so many people are enjoying it, I think um, perspective tends to get lost. Of to your points, Rick, like just because it's so critically acclaimed and so many people seem to be enjoying it, anecdotally, of course, um, doesn't mean that it's a game. It's still not a game for everyone. It's still probably not a game for the majority of gamers. Do you know what I mean? And it's, there's, it's a, it's a rough game. It's a souls game. Yeah, there, There's a lot of people <laughs> who I know, and this is why I've been tried to be so helpful online. And I created the guide yesterday and I, I've been answering a lot of people's questions is because I know that there are a ton of players who are, because of the hype, right? And the reviews and everything are getting into this game and they're struggling. And it's like, I, one, I understand that. So one, it doesn't, you don't have to like this game, you know, just because other people like this game. It's okay not to like it, one. And two, uh, it's okay to struggle. It's a challenging game. And I, maybe I'll be the guy to say, uh, the beginning, even through Godric, it's not challenging. Just That's wait. totally fine. Hey. Just wait. You know, it gets a lot worse. Uh, but like any game in this in this People genre are slamming but, into market pretty hard i could tell that on my timeline yeah well i mean <laughs> on xbox yesterday for the first time right and when i beat him i got the achievement and i think it was at eight percent you got it oh not quite diamond That's level better than i would have thought yeah, I mean, eight percent for you know a few days of Godric, I guess, isn't bad. But you know, I see people like Godric was trending on Twitter this morning, and I'm thinking to myself, if people are hitting a wall at Godric, um, you're oh, you you're wouldn't like the trends last night. Margaret was trending last night. Yeah, you're like, that was a hard getting your problem. Then start figuring out how to do co-op and summoning because you're going to need help. Um, well, and th- th- to I be fair, with multiplayer I'm... down, and I'm playing it throughout the Friday and Saturday. I'm like, well, I mean we're going to figure this out or we're going to die trying again and again and again, because I'm, I still don't understand. I was like, what are the pools and everything? I was skipping the tutorials on fingers. And it's like, I can't do any of this stuff right now. So, so uh, not the plug, not the plug, my guy, uh, Neo, thanks for checking it out. But uh, literally I sat down yesterday morning and because I'm an encyclopedia on this game already, I just spent like three or four straight hours writing a guide and it's no spoilers and it's just for beginners, but it teaches you kind of some core concepts. And it also, one of the things the game does, whether you want to say it's awesome or it's done poorly, I'm not here to debate. But there are quite literally in Limgrave uh, at least maybe eight items that are critical to building your character over the course of the game, right, that you can just miss. You literally can just not find them and you won't be able to do X with your character. Is um, the magic vendor one of them? You can miss her. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, her. I, I, I did know I still don't they, have the summoning bell. You guys talk about that. I'm so, like, I don't so, even know what that is. So the whole, that's in my gut. Right, but but so I need to point out that the hold does sell item those those functional items um that you miss in in the world. Uh because the summoning bell you can buy at the hold if you miss the interaction with the I don't know what the hold is. 
This is great, yeah. guys. We're you, having you haven't gotten there experiences. yet. Yeah, you gotten I'm, there. I'm not going to. Well, and I don't know what the trigger is. No offense to you, Ains, but yeah, I, no, I, don't, I don't know what the trigger is. I don't know if it's hours played or a certain grace. I get that. I hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, but to be honest, it's it's. I am in Stormvale Castle. I've been there for an eon. It, it's it does. It sounds bad to say, right? But I like the Breath of the Wild open world stuff. I I feel like I slammed into a, a Dark Souls level, and I I I'd prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's funny, and this is this is why I love this perspective, Rick, because I feel that, and I've said this a million times, but I feel that Breath of the Wild is incredibly overrated. Um, and this world is doing so. I get this the comparison. Literally borrowing Breath of the Wild design concepts. Well, literally. Uh, other games did it before Breath of the Wild. And, and no, no, no. Okay. So, okay, hold on. <laughs> Breath of the Wild isn't an open world that's interesting because of what other games have done. Not interesting, interesting at all. Because... I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about this one, Hogue. I, I have no excuses for him. It's, uh, I, I, he lost all of his joy when he was younger. I, I think people he... compare things too much, especially to Souls games. I mean, this is the, this is the famous meme. It's the Dark Souls of whatever, right? But this this is so clearly informed by Breath of the Wild and showing interest through geography, and it's it's got Dark Souls so, combat. That's, that's why I struggle. That's why I struggle. Breath of the Wild was not the first open world game to show interest by geography. Not even close. It, it, like there's no other it, game to do it better. Okay, what what game what, do you think was the predecessor to Breath of the Wild on that? Two years prior to Breath of the Wild. Which game? I'm sorry. Which three does it better? Witcher 3 uses icons and places that are labeled like a Ubisoft game. I it, love Witcher 3. It's it one of my can. favorite games of all time. All of that is optional. You don't have to do that. Okay, you could turn the shit off isn't an answer to what Breath of the Wild forces you to do, which is observe your surroundings. Witcher 3, I love Witcher 3. Don't make me don't make me disparage Witcher 3, but it doesn't do what Breath of the Wild is doing. The Breath, Breath of the Wild, this is entirely set up for look at the map that you get and well, that's a weird box over there. Go check out the box. I mean, like that's what this game is doing in a fashion would, that Witcher, Witcher Three doesn't even try. Skyrim did not do that. That you no, can't Skyrim see. Skyrim is full of icons. But again, again, they're optional icons. I'm talking about the world design itself, right? In Skyrim, can you not walk into an area, see that there's a cave in the distance there, a mountain over there, and go explore and find interesting? And what's things? on your compass when you walk by anything in Skyrim? That's what I'm. I'm talking about world design, not the icons they put on there that you don't have to use. But I'm talking options. about game design. Right. So talking. Breath of the Wild is specifically designed to not have icons and compasses and things that you follow on your map. It's designed to make you an explorer type player, regardless of how you rolled in. Those yeah. other games are not designed around that. And design matters there. Skyrim. Yeah, you can turn everything off and have road signs. And that's fantastic, I guess. But it's not designed that way. In fact, if you turn off some of those icons, Skyrim is famous for not giving you enough information to go to some places on a quest. But you're for instance. OK, this is. I like both of these games. <laughs> I, and you know what's funny is Breath of the Wild think... is also a game with frame rate problems, and it didn't bother me in that game either. It is. So... And Breath of the Wild's frame rate problems did bother me, and they got better. They patched those. I'm, I'm hopeful for, for Elder Ring. Actually, at launch, it played better on the Wii U. It had less frame rate issues on the Wii U than the Switch. Were... Well, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Yeah, now we're, now we're, we're down the grammar. We're getting grammar now. Contribution. No, but you know, honestly, I. <laughs> What I don't I don't care if you don't like Breath of the Wild. I think it's disingenuous to not acknowledge the direct Thank you. Breath of the Wild Thank you, Elu. 
That's game yeah, design. Okay. I it's hate to say this on podcast. If it's on by default, it's not really lovely game people, design. but you're wrong. No, uh, we're you, not. Can, you can't complete certain quests in Skyrim when they say go over this way. And you, yes, I mean, I suppose you can wander and stumble in the dark for a long period of time. It's not designed around that. It isn't. You can always turn stuff off. Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring are designed around. We're not going to tell you shit. Here, go go have go have fun. Okay, so tell you what, we're not going to debate for half an hour on this. Um, I mean, I, we we could. Good. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what I mean. I'm we enjoying could. this. I'm actually not part of this debate. This is like a first <laughs> time for me. Like, I... so, so let's let's assume that's let's go with that argument, Rick. That uh, Breath of the Wild was designed around just putting you in the world and saying go go explore and figure stuff out. Okay. Okay. My then next argument for Breath of the Wild is generally speaking, <laughs> Elu is yelling at you. By the way, in the chat, um, but. The next argument for Breath of the Wild, and, and again, why do we have to be on Breath of the Wild for every goddamn open world game? Yeah, well, because um, here's your problem. The journalists wasted it. This one actually applies. This is <laughs> this, this is a sure on DNA from Breath of the Wild. That ain't my fault. I didn't write all that. That's fair. Okay, I'll give well, you that. It also did inspire lots of games. Like, I reviewed Genshin Impact. If you guys have ever played that game, like, yep, they played Breath of the, Breath of the Wild, Wild, and they were like, this is good. Let's put this in the game. Like, that whole, like, climb everywhere stamina bar, That that's, like, one thing that's you've just seen that in a ton of games recently. And I, I think it did influence game design. I don't think that's bad. No, I don't I, think I, that's bad at all. Yeah, what I like I'm saying it. Is, I was saying is, it as a positive, for God's sakes. <laughs> there are so many more interesting things that have a meaningful impact on your experience in Elden Ring to discover than Breath of the Wild. I put about 60. So let me be clear on my Breath of the Wild discourse is I played that game a couple times, couldn't get into it. And, you know, you always hear great things about it. So I wanted to force myself to kind of go through it. So I sat down about two years ago now, put about 60 hours into it, finished the whole game, got the Master Sword, tried to do kind of all the core big things in that game. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't impress me, even not even much. Um, I don't understand the... The thing, the biggest thing I don't understand, let me bring it here. The biggest thing I don't understand about the praise that Breath of the Wild constantly gets is that generally speaking, yes, you can wander around the world. Yes, you can stumble upon a, a shrine here or camp of enemies here. But generally speaking, there is not a lot of interesting things that you're going to find that have a meaningful impact on your character or your game itself. Um, and don't even get me started on the 900 seeds that are completely effing meaningless. Um, there or the shrines that all have the same music and look exactly the same. This, I mean, there, there's so many things inventory. that fall out, just, but just it out there. But the in Elden Ring, the the vastness, and again, people haven't seen the game yet. Give it a few weeks to when people have really. Yeah, seen the game. I, I'm fully willing to admit that Limgrave and Stormvale are not not the the end game showpieces of the of the title. Yeah, but what? A, so it continues to expand, and it, it's so much more interesting and kind of mysterious and magical and it just it, it encompasses the i think what it does so well is it, it encompasses all of these fantasy rpg elements that we've seen in in modern culture for decades now whether it be stuff like lord of the rings or you know we keep saying witcher but other games like that or movies and it it brings dungeons and dragons it brings all of these things together somehow and puts them in this truly truly magical world where you feel like for you know probably up to hundreds of hours you can just explore it and find something new i said i'm on my fourth character i have over 130 hours now and in the opening area in limgrave i have still continued to find things i never found before 
which Didn't is you say just you don't have a cat head. Don't have a cat head. I beat that boss four times. I don't have the cat head. And that's that's something Souls has always done well, is you can get randomized loot from almost all the enemies through the game. Uh, so that's pretty neat too. And that can lead to different builds. But that's my point, right? Is like I may get I may get a weapon off of some elite character, which uh is some awesome weapon that I have to build a character to use properly, right? Stats yep. wise. Yep. From an RPG. And that could happen on one playthrough. It might not happen on another. I've got some huge tower shield on my astrologer I can't use because I'm a, a mage that I didn't get with my hero character. And there's right, there's it drives just, you in directions to build off those things. Yeah, no, I like that. I've always liked so that. much stuff. And I I, I don't want to stay on Breath of the Wild. And I, I know people love that game. I don't mean to really disparage it, but it's it, it doesn't totally fine from my perspective. But it doesn't it doesn't do any of that. Like your your link, you get a few more hearts. <laughs> and like you have to reuse weapons because they break of course which i don't even really care uh that's not a big deal to me but it just it there's there's no investment into what you're creating over time nor the replayability of the the you know the vast replayability of this game where one experience to your seventh experience could be vastly different let so me you, argue you know, let me argue a little bit differently here because it's totally fine if you don't like breath of the wild i, I think yeah. it has i think it has plenty of uh, of errors there but i will say this the thing I liked the most about that game was that I was always interested in what was over the next bend and seeing the next town and these various things in the world of the legend of Zelda. When one concern I have, and I like what you had to say about it, taking fantasy elements from Lord of the Rings and, and these various things, and I'm hopeful for it is um, there is a dark souls, bloodborne demon souls, uh, weirdness, nightmarish quality uh, that I have never been on the same vibe with. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I think one thing that I'm going to suffer with Elden Ring, at least as far as I can tell in the first two areas in the first dungeon is I don't really like being here. I'm not sure that I will love what I see next. Okay. Um, and so when you get into that situation where you die 25 times and you, and then you really think about your life and the choices you've made to, to lead yourself to this place is, do I want to slam into this thing? Because the, the main thing that I find that is good about these kinds of games is what's the next thing I get to see? What's the next weird monster? You know, do those birds have claw feet? What the hell is happening? That kind of thing. And um, going forward, you know, I I don't like, I I don't like a lot of the stuff that they have had to show me so far. I don't like how the trolls look. I don't really like some of the the, the monsters. And that is totally a thousand percent artistic subjectivity. When I say I don't like it, that is Rick Hogue speaking and i totally get how another person could say this is the coolest thing i've ever seen sure. um so i i do look at it and say i don't know how long i'm going to stick with elden ring because as of yet 10 hours in they haven't convinced me i'm going to see cool stuff and that's that's to me the only reason to play it it's not terribly strong in narrative go go fix a shattered ring um and so i don't know you continue to convince me ains because you're like the wonders you'll see i was like <laughs> yeah okay uh, but so uh, far, it's a castle from Demon Souls and some really icky monsters. So 10 yeah. hours, interesting that. So I, I would say this. Um, if you That's are right. in the middle of the castle 10 yeah. hours in, then you absolutely have not experienced maybe even half of the opening area. Um, I would be curious to see your map. Um, and, and, and this is how crazy it gets in my review playthrough, the one I have nearly 90 hours on, right? I missed an entire peninsula of content in the opening area. I just didn't go there. Uh, I didn't even know it existed. And yet 
within it, there's an entire story beat, an entire castle, uh, multiple churches and upgrades, multiple uh, dungeons and bosses, missed all of that. And, and that's kind of what I mean, that it's very easy to overlook some of the things because this game is so dense and there is literally something around every corner that uh, if you're not really paying attention, you can miss a whole lot of stuff. Like, did you yeah, have the, dra cool. the dragon that just comes down in the middle of the yep. lake? Fought a dragon. Uh, I killed that guy. <laughs> killed that guy. Um, you Fought know, there, there, there are things that show I haven't died yet. Or I haven't, I haven't been killed by a Did you a say haven't guy. died yet? <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't been killed by anything. I have, this is I, where Travis I, has to try it flex. He does this. I I, uh, I fall I've fallen off of things and jumped off of things and gotten myself killed that way, but I haven't been killed by like any monsters. Yet. See, sometimes I just think my experiences are wildly different from y'all's, and this is why I don't like this uh, game as much. It I've seen that loading true. screen more times than I can count. It was that loading screen that taught me that the monumental door to Moria was actually telling me when I could use my summoning bell. Now, nothing has ever told me that you could only use your summoning bell in one Mines of Moria area before going and resting. But hey, who cares? We'll figure it out as we go. My guide does. Oh, see, I should have checked that out. Literally, I'm pulling my hair out because I'm like, I just used the damn amps. What the hell? That, that I think those complaints are fair. In fact, Luke uh, from Xbox Expansion Pass, of course, he he doesn't normally play these games, doesn't really enjoy them. Um, he's trying to get into it. Uh, he's starting to enjoy it a bit. But his argument, to your point, Rick, is that it does player onboarding very poorly. And he I would say up an icon. It's like speaking <laughs> another language. And I said, you know, so I, I want to hear your thoughts, especially because Travis, uh, it was funny. Someone just said to silent Travis is a strange sight. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts here, Travis, is that I, I would argue kind of half and half on that is that, yes, generally speaking, and Elden Ring is no different from the other games, is if you're a new player, you don't play these games, especially compared to peer titles like a Horizon, which holds your hand, as you guys were explaining last week almost too much right like, you're I think i'm the stupidest person on earth I yeah really you're, so you're like two opposite ends of the <laughs> you know the spectrum here but so i, I understand that i gen generally tend to agree with it um i think where i don't mind it the reason i don't mind it and this again is a personal preference is i i come from an age and and you know rick i know you do too but i don't know if you enjoyed it as much as me um but come from an age where 8-bit and 16-bit RPGs were very similar. When they started really kind of made, making the Dragon Warriors, the early Final Fantasies and stuff, the big kind of RPGs of the time, especially Western RPGs, the Ultimas, the Dungeons and Dragon games, they didn't tell you shit. You know, you just you just walked into that world and figured it out. And there's a some people, especially nowadays as games have evolved, uh, really don't enjoy that. Uh, I'm one of those weirdos, and I admit I'm a weirdo, that loves it. I love being thrown into just a crazy world and saying, here's the world. There's a ring that's been shattered. You need to become Elden Lord. Go figure it out. Yep. And and I'm like, let's do it. Um, yeah, and no, absolutely. I, it's mechanics that get me, right? And it's the weirdest thing because you, you watch this thing flash. You watch various icons flash on your screen, and you're like, I got nothing. Uh, but, <laughs> but what bothers me there is that it is – it does tell you what you want to know. It's got help screens in various places. It's got tip screens. That one doesn't appear anywhere. And then in, it's in a load that actually tells me when we're showing a monument on the left, that's an area you can use your yeah. summoning bell. I'm like, that can't be hidden over here on a load screen. I got that question weird. on Twitter like 10 times over the weekend of what does this symbol mean? And I'm like, it's, it's yeah. being delivered. It feels like a, I don't know. It feels like a 1980s evil board game, which is just like, here's a, here's a glyph. You're, you're not wrong, and that's probably why I love it so much more.
Yeah. yeah hey, uh, it, it, it's totally fine. And and I got there, right? I got there. It's like, okay, so you could use it once and it gets it rests, but it doesn't actually change your bell. Yeah. What fine. Um, and, and, and I felt like I explored a bunch outside. Evidently not, but I did like five or six hours and I went through various places. I went through like four dungeons, saw a dragon, met a pot stuck in the ground, you know, is what it is. Um, <laughs> And then I said, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go see if we can take uh, out Margaret, who I'd gotten yeah. the intro for some hours before, and you, you, you beat the crap out of me. And I was like, we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back, friend. Um, found my way around. You can actually go around the castle. Like, I think you could skip it. Yeah. You um, can, I got the, the waypoint at the, at the back of the castle. Yep. And I was like, I think I shouldn't skip the whole castle. So I went I back. told someone that the other day. Um, that so skip the entire castle. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that is it gives you that openness. It gives you that sense of discovery. These are two games grafted onto each other because you're in Stormvale and it's like, I'm not going to necessarily pop out here. You can pop out to the, to you back out. You can back out to the open world because you can travel between the points of grace anytime you want. But it, it just feels a little bit more stuck in that concept. It's very linear. It's a Dark Souls level, right? Um, so I don't know how I feel about them grafted together. I could totally get why people who adore these games are like, I get like four dark souls around a, we don't have to call it breath of the wild. We'll just call it an open world. And, uh, and this is the best thing ever. I, I really honestly get that. I'm just not sure. I feel that. Sure. That's perfectly fair. And it's funny you bring that up because I quite literally described it that way to some friends this week who were asking is that it's like, you get this incredible open world. If it's not incredible to you personally, obviously, I or who I really like, mine was positive. You see, you took the breath of the wild reference as a negative. That was positive for me. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. But, <laughs> and I, but it's yeah. got this incredible uh, open world, but there are uh, segments within the game like Stormvale castle. And there are many more to come. As I keep saying, which I, I assume that it feels like you're playing a dark souls three or dark souls one, what have you within this open yes. world. And you're exactly right. That's that's what the design is like. And uh, I guess to your point, it's whether you enjoy that or not. Um, so uh, let me get the super chat real quick. Fat Boy Horror is in the house. Our friend from over the pond. Fantasy Star maps spring to mind, 100%. So Fat Boy Horror, I talk about Fantasy Star a lot. I Fantasy Star 1 is one of my nostalgic favorites of all time. I, my Master System. Yeah, no, yeah. I played that. Oh, man. I still have my original copy from when I was 10 years old. I have graph right paper with maps. And they're friends again. Exactly. Exactly. I, we never stop being friends. This comes from a place of love. I'm enjoying Elden Ring. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to explain why it's not working for me in the same vein as I think it's working for a lot of other people. And I think step one really might be the monster design. I'm an explorer type player, and and just comparing them, and they're not the same game. I, and I, I don't. Nobody needs to judge it on the actual content of the games. I'm interested in, wow, what's the next biome that Horizon's going to show me, the next culture, the next tribe, that kind of thing. And right now I'm like, what is realistically after Stormvale Castle? What am I What am I going to go see that is going to make it worth it? And I, I worry. Okay. Yeah. No, this is good, actually, because there's been, there has been so much raving about this game. Oh, by the way, Fatboy, thank you for the super chat, man. Really appreciate that. And Fantasy Star for the win, as always. Um but no, this is good. This is perspective. This is what we want to do on the show, right? We, I, I could, I said I could rant and rave about how good this game is for half an hour, but that doesn't really do anything for anyone. So it's I good think to it's hear people fine. I mean, I, I like, I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I think it's probably my favorite version of their formula. The question cool. is whether I'm. Uh, the question is whether I live there or not, and sure. I, I'm not sure. Sure, I'll be interested to hear over the next few weeks. You know, if you continue with it, 
um, what, uh, you know, how, if that evolves at all, I'm, I'm curious to see. And I'm going to send you a DM after this with uh, the area in the first uh, in Limgrave that I hope you kind of went through because it's important. God Let me willing, ask you that. Let me ask you one question, and Travis, we'll, we'll get to your thoughts kind of here. Uh, yeah, sorry, but... I'm still waiting to hear my thoughts on the tutorialization. I'm still there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Travis. I'm sorry, uh, do you know what level your flasks are at, the plus level? Like how many times me. have you... Im- this is to me? Five. At five, okay. All right, that, that's where you should be there. Um, so that's... that's Look, man, I, I, I can also offer that I suck, apparently, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, that that will impact your experience, by the way. You know, if the three well, birds with dynamite barrels get you twelve times before you can advance past them, it's going to be a day for you. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> um, Boogie, uh, Boogie in the chat asking for a level cap for Elden Ring. Have you hit it, or is it capless? I'm nah, on. No way. Yeah, that's one thing I'm not sure. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I'm going off a of memory, but on PC, I think I'm a level hundred and two. Um, if I recall correctly, so Souls has as- never done level caps, but you do have a point where leveling is pointless because you get margins of diminishing returns on each of the stats. So, and then also you want to be aware of over leveling from the community because for multiplayer, you can level yourself out of the multiplayer pool because it's based on how close you are to other levels. So uh, this is also something that they don't explain in any of the souls games that you just have to learn or, or hear from friends. And it's, it's insane. Uh, we can talk about the tutorial, but yeah, there's, I wouldn't expect there to be a cap even just from my experience with other souls games. No, there there's people in the other souls games that are, um, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of levels in all their stats. Your stats do cap at 99, uh, individual stats. Um, but you know, the, the odds of ever getting there, they're on like new game plus eight, you know what I, I mean? Say, what would that be level 800? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you can, you can get, I mean, there are people who just do like literally max out in every stat, but the problem is then you can, I think you can never summon anyone really. You can only summon other people that are in your level range, which is like just me and my imps rolling around at 800. Exactly. <laughs> um, I will say I've had, uh, no, no, I'm not going to keep going. Travis. So you started last night. You said, uh, I know obviously mm-hmm. you've had witch queen coverage and you're going to dive into Elden Ring over the next several weeks or whatever, kind of the yeah. way you dive into well, i have to go back to destiny but yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna try i mean it's my next big game i'm gonna I'll play the crap out of it so of course yeah i'm really excited over the next few weeks to discuss and hear from you as you go through it because um um all the people i know who really love these games especially excuse me especially the ones uh elu in the chat and jordan in the chat uh were both guys that kind of love the experience i was joking about rick just being thrown into a world and saying go figure it out uh, I was so excited for them to play it, and they are like me; just they're enamored. I, I don't think they've turned the game off. Um, yeah, I, I have a I have a very beautiful story with with uh, Elden Ring so far, which is uh, you know I, I I went into this completely blind. Uh, even as like a Souls guy who knows way too much about the the franchise, I I know absolutely nothing about Elden Ring, like zero facts. I didn't even know you got a mount. That's how little I've known about Elden Ring. <laughs> you know, I, I knew nothing. Like I didn't trailer. watch it. I didn't watch the trailers. I didn't uh, <laughs> do any previews. I knew for, from the start that IGN was never going to let me review or preview this game because it's so highly sought and I'm not not anywhere near that ring, ring on the totem pole. Uh, so I uh, 
I, I have, I've had no knowledge about it and it's been very, very cool. I'm so excited. I did that. Cause like you guys talking about the summoning bell, I have no idea what that is. I don't have a summoning bell. I've got a finger. I've been putting my finger down and, and, uh, helping people with boss fights. That's sort of how I preview boss fights. I just like help a couple people beat it. And then I go, okay, now I'm going to do it really fun too. It's really super fun. fun. And you get, you get resources and stuff. I saw a goat that rolled away from me and I thought yep. it was a, I thought it was a bug. So I recorded it and then I showed it to D and then later we went and we saw other goats and they were also rolling. And I was yeah. like, Nope, they just roll. This is what they do. So, um, <laughs> That's so right. far, I remember that. I remember that yeah. moment. Yeah. That moment where you see a goat roll for the first time and you're like that, that couldn't be how they get around. That, that's a goat. Like that was a glitch. Right. But it looked so well animated. I was like, that's <laughs> how they move. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, fought a dragon, fought a dude with a giant pot on his head, killed mm -hmm. some dog in a different realm, a dog warrior. That guy, that guy, that guy sucked. Wait a minute, yeah, I that's the say, thing. So, you you so, did that? Because I was like, I, I noped right out of there. I got absolutely crushed. I was like, yeah, later, I guess. Oh yeah, no, I I I, I fight everything. <laughs> um, my rule, my rule in Dark Souls is be fearless. And so like I that that dragon was the first thing I killed. Like I was just like. And you know, you know, actually, to Ames's point of like, oh, if you're having trouble with this part, you're gonna have trouble with the game. I'm looking forward to getting to that part of the game because right now I'm just learning the mechanics, and I'm I don't really feel like anything is really a threat to me yet. So there's nothing, there's nothing crazy in the early game. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like pushing my way through it, and I know that's not that's <laughs> not the average player's experience at again, all. Again, you're oh, talking to people full, who love these games. Yeah. Full disclosure: I have every achievement in every Souls game, and I am going to get all the achievements in Elden Ring. It's inevitable. It's but just I, funny. It's, I do want other people to know that this is very much not my experience with the first area, and that dragon sure. killed me a bunch of times before I said, "Ah, eh, I'm out of here." In so, which I found myself in a mine where I couldn't actually hit people because they were made of rock. So, you know, enjoy. Well, that has its own mechanic as well. Um, yeah. So interesting about that. Okay, see, I told you I could talk about this game. But anyway, the dragon, I would just want to mention real quick, is one of the cool things I tell people in this game. One, don't be afraid of dying. Dying doesn't matter. You can die 100 times, nothing will change. Two, you can yeah, run damn near everything in this game. You don't have to fight hardly any enemy in this game. The only enemies you have to fight are kind of critical path bosses and the demigods to progress the story. Yeah. So like yeah, no, that dragon help. down, if that dragon yeah. kicks your butt, which he will for most people at the start of the game, say, okay, go hang out in the lake. I'll be back for you and come back later. The, yeah. the boss, when you first walk out the first door, the tree sentinel on the horse, people are like, oh God, how am I going to beat this guy? I'm like, why are you trying to beat him? Walk around him. Yeah. Like go somewhere else. Come back. No, I thought him. that was the lesson there. Honestly, I, in terms of observing the lessons, I thought the that's that we're going to put stuff in here that you should come back for. I thought that was literally the lesson of the open world for that guy exactly. just standing outside your front gate and being like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, yeah. it's a welcome too. Um, so, and even the boss, Travis, I'm sorry. Even no, the no. boss in the like tutorial, anytime now. or you go to Limgrave, the boss, when you first open the door, they drop a boss down, which is meant to kill you. Right. And he, and he will, um, you, you can beat him. Uh, people have already beat him and you can do that. And it just, oh, I, I do always love that. So, so all the souls and bloodborns always have that one guy that's supposed to send you to a death state or somewhere else or yeah. whatever you wake up on the edge of a lake. I can't remember what you do in this game. Uh, but yeah, I always love watching those videos where it's like, actually, even though you have a stick and just a will to live, watch this guy do this. It's good stuff. Travis, yeah. tell us how you like Alabama. Yeah, yeah, you, you go, Travis. I, I, did, I did die to that. If, that. if that counts, yeah, that guy killed me, uh, the, the tutorial guy. I didn't beat him. I'm not that good. Yet. I will beat him, just like I, I did in Sekiro. In Sekiro, I went back and beat that first boss, too. So, um, yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I'll say about your guys. So I didn't really get a chance to interject a lot of it. I really liked your discussion. I wanted to let it happen, but for the tutorial thing, I actually, I actually have not ever liked that about dark souls that they, that they don't teach you how to do stuff. And I think in some ways it's okay. Like there's some mystery and kind of like old schoolness to it, but some of it is just being obtuse. And I don't yeah. think is, is good game design. And I, I actually think so far with Elden Ring, my experience has been that they explain a lot more than they ever have. They do. And, and the tutorials, they actually tell you how their systems work and how stats work. And like all of that is new to me. So in, in, as a souls player, I'm looking at the tutorial going, wow, this game, like kind of holds your hand a little bit, just the slightest bit of holding your hand. But if you, you if, if you leave the bubble of souls games, if you leave the bubble of souls games, their tutorial yeah. is still super obtuse and there's a lot they don't explain. So I think uh, this is them sort of starting to dip their toes in the possibility of having like a way to explain things to players. That's the way I'm interpreting it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. Uh, but it sounds like based on Hoag's experience that it isn't particularly helpful in a well, it's lot in the of the middle. So you take the bad path where it's like, oh, I feel like I can go find something on a menu page. Right. I really like that they have the button. And I don't know if this was in previous games or not, because I can't remember it being this way. They have the button. They explain the stats. You can go and look at poise and discovery. And they did and have that in the other games to help. Yeah. So I, I love that. But then you have, oh, and also we're going to put up an icon <laughs> that we're never going to talk about ever again. And I, if, if there is some place in the game that says you can only summon one thing in one place before resting, no, that isn't indicated that. anywhere else. I have never, Loading ever, screen. ever seen it. Loading screen. You, that's how you found out, man. No, I found out what the monument icon meant. So oh, there's only right. certain areas where you can summon things. Yes. So that's what the monument icon means. But you use it's it. Areas with I'm bosses, I'm assuming, right? That's how it is in all the other games. It, they have to be areas bosses, with bosses. But because it's open world, remember, there are certain spots in the open world with kind of uh, bigger groups of enemies or battles or other stuff going on where you can summon as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah but it just shows that. up. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it does. <laughs> and and the bell doesn't change. You might think that there's a status that would show zero of one or whatever. It's just always one of one. It's like, I don't know why you can't use it. Yeah. And it's a really long animation when your guy goes, I, I don't know why it isn't working, boss. And then you get stabbed in the face with a fire stick. It is what it is. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, and then for the other thing you guys were talking about, the Breath of the Wild and and uh, Dark Souls thing, I've always found interesting, that, that conversation interesting because... One, I'm in the middle of both of you guys, which is that I really love both of those games so far with Elden Ring, but I really love Breath of the Wild and I assume I will also really love Elden Ring. Um, and they are very different games, but they also, to your point, Hogue, like they they are influenced by one another. And this isn't just me speculating, like the developers have talked about each other's franchises many times. Miyazaki has said that he was inspired by Legend of Zelda, uh, Ocarina of Time with the original Demon Souls and Dark Souls. That was like his, one of his like, that, that's the thing he studied when he was coming up in the game industry and, and learning uh, the tools of the trade. And the Darks, uh, the Zelda franchise has pointed to Dark Souls as an influence for some of their games, including Breath of the Wild and the sense of discovery that Dark Souls has. So I think I think game design doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like every sure. game that is big influences every other game that is big. Like they, that's just how it is. And so you can love Elden Ring and not like Breath of the Wild and still say, okay, but it did some stuff that helped the games industry move forward and introduce things yeah, to the games industry that are that are yeah. good. And I think 
um, yeah, like both of these, you, it's, it comes down to a matter of taste. It sounds like Hogue doesn't like Elden Ring because of difficulty and the world kind of just isn't his thing, whereas Breath of the Wild is a lot lighter and more colorful. And and Ains probably doesn't like Breath of the Wild for the exact opposite reason. That Breath of the Wild is sort of a little bit uh, more more cartoonish and emptier and, and that sort of stuff. And so I, I think you guys are kind of talking past each other because you're 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 almost allies in this fight in that you you like the things that these games are doing you just you have different tastes always I allies. Mean, i think i was yeah, pretty clear that sure. i like what i like and i don't like what i don't like i sure, really don't see how true. that's you're crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh but yeah I, I i think that that sort of conversation is always super interesting but uh i just love games man i said that last night when i turned off Elden Ring. i played it for like five hours and i just i turned to my girlfriend i was just like I love video games. Like this is what a, what a great week I'm having. So so fascinating fun. about that for me. And I'm, I, you, yeah, you had, you had witch queen and Elden ring there. Experiences. I know such a great week. And I'm going to play Martha's dead at some point. I don't know. But, but I that's, that game. that's literally to me. That's literally to me how I feel playing horizon forbidden West right now. I finish every single session being like, man, games, games. Am I right? Games. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, what, what other medium, like you think about what I said, right? And 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 Travis is feeling this with Witch Queen, um, and, and Hogue, you kind of said with Horizon, right? Three different games. Super surprised how much I love Horizon. Yeah, where we're just what what other medium gives you that level of escapism? And I don't mean escapism as some people try to make that as a negative connotation, like I'm trying to escape my regular life. That's not what I mean. I but am I mean, desperately. <laughs> what I mean is the ability to just you know feel like you're part of something else in this magical mystical world of somewhere that just feels meaningful and fun and important and you're enjoying yourself i mean it, it they're just video games are well, let me let me say something really positive about elden ring right now and uh, and i'll start it with this ains i think you were flat out wrong uh okay. last week uh they <laughs> much like travis was just talking about with respect to tutorialization i think from software has made a pretty significant push in okay. trying to tell you a more uh, stable setup story. There's there's so much more people talking to you about various things, about various areas, talking to you about the Elden Ring and the lands between and the tarnished and all these things. That and I've played all these games. To me, this is this is a significant step forward for them in telling something that approaches more of a story. Now, maybe that all goes away, Ains. You know, you know better than I do. 130 hours. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty but good. It's it's a I think Sekiro it, it, did it too, didn't it? I, I did. It. Sekiro is, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's funny. I always forget Sekiro exists. I'm sorry. It's such a good game. Uh, I, I like Sekiro. I, I, it goes in a different bucket to me. It's not gothic horror fantasy. So You're I, not I, alone I, there because whenever I reference these games, I yeah. think of Souls and Bloodborne. Like Sekiro just and doesn't. That's what I do. I, I just, oh. it's, it just doesn't. I never think of Bloodborne. Really? I think I think of Bloodborne and Devil May Cry in the same. <laughs> They're both hack and slash games. Oh, he had to get the shot in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like Bloodborne, Travis? No, I I do. I just think it's the it's my least favorite Souls game. It's your least favorite. Lot. Yeah, by a lot. Yeah. I think Dark Souls Two is my least favorite by a lot. But a lot like, of people say that, and I and I totally get that point. It's yeah. definitely for me the second least, uh, second best. But but for, but I wanted to give it credit because I've I've sat here in this space and talked about how I like storytelling and I like narrative and lore and i to me feel like whether it's approachability or you get like slightly longer paragraphs in the inventory screen now or, or what have you i i think it's significantly more uh approachable 
approachable. Yeah. It, approachable is a great word. I mean, there's a couple things that I think make it approachable as well, which is that I think Dark Souls and Demon Souls are immediately off-putting and alien and dangerous and nightmarish in a way that Elden Ring is not from the start, right? You've got goldenness. Grace is a word we understand. you got these kind of concepts. Obviously, we're familiar with magic rings. Um, and, you know, there's, there's light elements. I, for one, really like, actually, that uh, you get these, like, little light beams whenever you're by a, a save point. And they, they're kind of swirling and it becomes, you're not bringing light to the world. It's a horrible place to live. You don't want to be here. Uh, but random tangent. How, how many times have you guys tried to rest at a fire, a bonfire? <laughs> like every time I see logs and a fire burning in the world, I'm like, oh, great, a safe zone. And I try to like sit at it and I'm like, no, <laughs> not the right game. Anyway. I don't know that I've done. I don't know that I've done that, but I could see it happening with Horizon. Uh, since that is bonfires. Uh, oh, it's, it's you're very, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it um, funny? So, uh, no, I, I really do like those elements. And to me, again, this is purely opinion-based. I look at that and say, man, I, I wish this were a little bit more high fantasy. I wish this were a little less, my God, there's a monstrous grafted Spider-Man thing. Um, or, or, or there's bodies hanging from the ceilings and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I get why people like this. But man, I would be loving this even more if it, if it was light and magic and, and I, I don't know, standard, more normal, whatever, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no yeah. idea. Weird, weirdly, oh. Sekiro is the closest they've ever gotten to that. I mean, it's Sekiro like is normal, but, but it is it is more like normal and lighter. Like you're not fighting like you know a, until a you are until you got a off. giant mountain snake or whatever. I mean, it's like Sekiro <laughs> pretends to be normal and it's like nah. <laughs> so one thing. <laughs> Giant snake isn't, I mean, it's not like, it's not like a body torture or whatever. You know, no, like no, no. I, I just mean Sekiro, Sekiro plays like for those first areas, like you're playing Ghost of Tsushima with a fancy combat. Uh, and then it's, it's like, no, 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 no. You're in a fantasy game. Huh? Have some, some of those elements. Yeah. Uh, going back to the tutorial and the, and the storytelling Sorry. point, Rick. No, you're fine. Um, I, one thing I find really interesting, which I've noticed, is uh, now that I've gone through the beginning of this game four times, um, it, it is interesting to me that when you first play it, when I first did the tech test and even my second playthrough, right, I, I made sure to listen to everything people say and I really pay attention to it. But now, as I go back through, I'm like, wow, there really are explaining a lot here. You know what I mean? Like, even even directionally, like I, I tell people as I've streamed the past couple nights and, and there's new people joining my stream to kind of just see the game and see how it's progressing. And I'm like, look, like right here, they're telling you, here's where you need to go. Here's what you need to go see. Here's what to look for. Um, and it, it's to Travis's point, it's it's from software's, I think, attempt of dipping their feet into we're going to stay in our world. This is our game. If you don't like it, you're welcome to leave. But we're going to tell we're going to kind of explain things how we want to explain them within our world. Um, so they, they are, they have made quite a bit of progress there and that does continue. Right? It does I, continue through the whole story where you, you learn more about characters and, and background and it's, it's easier to discover that stuff rather than just um, the only way you would ever know X happened is that you read an item description that, 95% of people didn't find. I really right? feel that. I really feel like they've tried to push some of that stuff forward. You still are going to be surprised. You're still going to be walking in the woods and like, hey, I think that's an actual person. And then yeah. you're going to talk and, and you're going to find something out or, you know, you're just going to be covered in mist. And, you know, and it is what it is. It's a From yeah. Software game. Uh, but I really do feel like they forwarded that. The, the, the biggest change I would make from the front is that I would put that map plinth at, at right outside your 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 first cave. I, I, it makes such a big difference to me 
to not be wandering on that blank page. Mm. Um, and, and that's what really gave me a bad impression for the first couple hours. That Do I was they playing. ever fill the map up with yes. like texture or yes. is it always a blank page? Okay. No. So you find map fragments along the way. No, um, no, and, no, 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 Don't tell them anything. That's it. That's it. I, I, I just was wondering. However that, however one finds those things, I would have put one right outside the front cave because it is, it was such a, it was such a good moment for me to be like, oh crap, it's Breath of the Wild. I apologize, Ames. And, <laughs> and so that was such a, okay, I get what this is now. And it's not as ridiculous because I really didn't like that first cave. It was, it's, it's very gray blocks. It looks like it's from Dark Souls 1 or something it's like tiny that. tiny little catacomb, yeah, it's minor. It's nothing, and it's not a big deal. It's not Stormvale, but it's it's just that first impression because I just went and wandered off. Sure. I, you know, I, I just, I thought, okay, it's telling me to avoid the horse guy and go find your fun. And, yeah, until you get that little fill-in, Travis, however it happens. Um, I really, I would have put that. I, I would have put that right at the front. And, and you say it, the game is enormous. You can hide the other stuff. You can hide the, uh, get, I, I need that first one to understand what it is you're aimed at. To me, to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's perfectly fair. Um, again, it's typical from fashion. And I, again, I, I keep plugging this. I don't mean to, I put this in my guide. I'm not going to say it, Travis, so don't worry. But the game does actually give you a hint. So when you look at the map and you don't have the map filled in, it's just brown with like clouded over, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a torn piece of part blank parchment. You're just yes. like wandering on it. And believe it or not, if you look really closely, there is a way. I'm not saying it, Travis. Don't worry. There is a way uh, where it actually tells you where to get the map fragments as you progress. Um, I, I believe you. Yeah, there's no waypoint. <laughs> there's no marker. There's nothing like that. But there is a it way. Just, it, 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 what's funny is it felt so random when I did it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what if I missed that? <laughs> well. And, and it'll be funny, Rick, because we should talk after this. But like I said, there's not just the map fragment, of course. There's like eight key items that, yeah, you, said, yeah, right. that you can miss. Um, just fundamentally miss and not even have for your whole playthrough. Well, instead of feeling dumb about the apparently not getting all right, because you can to. skip the tutorial. You, you can, but the finger is just for co-op, so it doesn't impact your single-player game. There are several key items for like literal things like putting abilities on your weapons. You can miss the thing that allows you to do that. So I'm not going to, but that's crazy. <laughs> it is great. I'm yeah. doing everything. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to live. I think I'm going to have an 80 hour playthrough of just that first area. Well, the interesting thing about it is it's like, yeah, it's got the map and you can check things out and you can go find stuff that's interesting. But I think the reason that it feels open and dynamic and wonderful as Ains describes it is, yeah, it seems like there's no, there's nothing, there's no boxes to check that you've found everything. You're just wandering around and you're like, here's a new thing. Here's a crab that eat me. Okay, I guess I'll try to fight that crab later. I'm not joking. Like my 90-hour review playthrough and these new two playthroughs that I've done on Xbox now at the beginning, I found easily 10 to 15 plus things that I did not find on my 90-hour playthrough. I mean, it's I totally just, believe it. There's you can't, I don't think you can approach it as a completionist. Like that, no. that can't be what you're running through. You have to go find. You know, Travis. It's, it wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be fun to do that. Like that, that would take away some of the magic because like you're rubbing against all the cliff walls on the beach. I, I don't <laughs> well, know, I'm it would take going forever. to, I'm going to roll right. into every illusory wall that you can think of. I'm going to find it all. I, I, am, I am determined, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see like 99% of this game. I really am. Well, so Elu in the chat, who's uh, hanging out with us and I've been talking yeah. to him every night. He adores these games and, and kind of has the same mindset of me of the, Growing up in those RPGs of like Ultima, just here, go figure it out. He he said earlier he's still he hasn't gone to the castle yet, 
He's level 46. So, again, you can really just spend as much time level as Level 24, want. halfway through. <laughs> That's about where you want to be. You want to be in your 20s when you go to the castle, unless you want to explore more, of course. But no, I, but see, I, I'm worried now. I'm worried now. You see, you say that, and I just heard Travis and you discuss dragons and things. I'm thinking that I want to be in the 50s. Uh, you guys in the 20s sure. is where you're, where you're happy. But that's the that's the other beauty of this game. We're just right? getting your like, flasks upgraded. You hit your wall if you you know based on what you've said, right? So you can fast travel back to a point of grace somewhere else and explore. You can farm. You could go back to that point of grace in the castle at level forty, at level fifty, and you would have a far easier time. And that's completely up to you if you want to do that. Well, let me oh, say okay. some other nice things about it. Um, I think it's much more generous. Might be the wrong word. Nice about placement of uh, grace areas and major events. Uh, I think that the idea of having essentially checkpoints that you can uh, go back to that aren't uh, grace areas is really smart. Because I was trying to figure out why it existed. I'm I'm, I'm like, what? why do I care? And it's like, oh, because I can't change my allocations. I can't do these things here, but I can stay closer to the fight. Um, so I'm like, that's, that's really smart. And I also think, um, they've been really good with some of the design elements of sneaking around. I think your point about you don't have to fight that thing is super wise. It's so funny when there's something that's really, really hard that I couldn't get past, but I find a way to, I I, I jokingly tell my daughters like, I'm cheesing this one, but I'm like, in these games, it's, if you survived, you won. I don't care. Um, And so, but you do it and it's like, 200 runes and I didn't drop anything. And you're like, I'm not supposed to fight that guy. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, we're not even going to reward you. You're stupid. All right. But there are um, there. And the other really cool thing among many I could go on about is uh, NPC interactions in this are there's usually there's like, you know, if you take dark souls three, which is, uh, would you say Travis dark souls three is probably the broadest with NPC stories of their games. Maybe, mm. I, I yeah, like side quests, basically. Yeah, yeah, like the things you can do with NPCs. But I, I would say probably, yeah, probably, yeah, probably, probably the broadest. But from what I've seen in this, there are far more. So there's a range of very cool characters you can meet. They're again, as always, they're easily missable. Uh, I've had playthroughs. Nice. I've I've now met like four more NPCs in the beginning area that I never met before. Exactly. Uh, right? See, this is the oh. good part about dying thirty-five times. Right. <laughs> this is where I always feel lucky. It's like, oh, I do this again. I was like, I, I have, I haven't seen that guy in the hat the last 34 times. Crazy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and um, so there, there's just really interesting things as always. And I just, uh, I said, I could talk for hours about this game, which we will. We're in a few weeks time. Um, we're probably going to hold a special uh, spoiler cast discussion on Elden Ring and we'll do a big group for that one. That'll be a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. um, for now we got to let Travis have some time and spend his, uh, for sure, and Hogue, I will. I will say, I've I've played through Souls games with people like you who like don't come from that world and don't typically have a affinity for it. And you you, you strike me as somebody who should be playing it with friends. That because I have I have friends who never would have gotten into the Souls games had I not first just been like, okay, play with me. I will show you everything and explain all the systems and kind of have you. I'll, I'll like basically do your first playthrough. We're at where you're kind of like watching, right? Like you're just kind of exploring and following. And I'm like, I'm su- you're summoning me for every boss battle, and I'm like help- helping kind of Sherpa you through it. Oh, yeah. And and then and then afterwards, you play 
you know, you, you fall in love. That's like the gateway. You fall in love with the game that way. And then you go back and you play it uh, for real. That that's been, I've, I've probably gotten like 10 people hooked on a series just doing that. And I hearing you talk, I'm like, he just needs a friend. He yeah. needs someone to like show him. I just, the right yeah, and I just got to bash my head through these things. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I truthfully, so I played all these games. I haven't used much of the summoning either direction. Uh, that's just not the way I tend to play games, period. So I just have never really grappled with it very often. Uh, I would but I, to take it under advisement. I was going to say, um, my buddy was stuck on Margit the other night. He doesn't play these games. Same thing. Caught up in the hype, wants to try it. Pampa, who's here every week hanging out with us. Um, he uh, couldn't get past Margit. And he summoned uh, me and uh, Mike, our buddy over at uh, Backlog Chronicles, jumped in with him. The three of us fought Margit together. It was epic. It was so much fun. Margaret's us- very cool. I, I think they did a good job with that being the, the early gatekeeper boss because yes. he, he's very cool looking uh, and he's teaching you a lot of fast blocks and things like that. So, I mean, I think, I think, he's, I think he's very effective. Uh, I, I still, I had my, I had my imps. I had my imps. I, ha- I had them timed down so that we would distract each other. It was, it was, it's a good fight. That's how you do it. So, Anyway, Rick, I'm here. I'm willing to help. All you got to do you is say the You can tell I don't hate it. It's just, it's, 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 uh, it's tougher for me to get into than some other people, yeah. I think. So there is, is a cross-platform crossplay. I think you can click a switch. There's a switch in the menu that allows cross-platform matchmaking, I believe. Uh, it's uh, regional matchmaking. Is that um, what it's doing? Sorry. So you can match people in England or, you know, wherever, but your latency probably won't be fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, there's no cross-platform that I understand. Um, I'm just but, happy to have phantoms in mind now, and it's not at all yeah. distracting when you've been playing for two days and not not had them. Yeah, that 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 also may have really influenced your because I yeah I can't imagine doing that your first try, time playing not having that totally nothing, I, 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 no messages, no blood pools, no phantoms, empty. My first, as you guys know, I go into these games cold. My first Souls game, I didn't realize there was multiplayer, or I I saw phantoms for. 75% of the game before I realized what they were and that the game was connected online and that it had a multiplayer element. I didn't find out until so like w- embarrassingly long. Like What's it was funny like, is way is, too long. This is the first one of these I've played with my daughter at all. Um, and um, I'm saying, Oh, see that those, those are people doing this. Uh, or she's like, what do you mean? It's like, well, see that this guy that's clearly fighting something and he's much better and, and than me and has better armor and, and is, is playing better. That's a person. Isn't yep. that cool? And she's like, why didn't you have all that cool stuff, Dad? It's like, I'm terrible. It's fine. <laughs> so this is no joke. I On stream, I'm just obviously playing for fun, and I don't want to do something like die on a boss 50 times, right? So I'm just having fun. I'm showing the NPCs. I'm summoning people and just you know, showing everything. It would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, it uh, would be beautiful. I honestly, there's a purity to your playthrough, Hope, that I, Ains and I can never experience. You would you, be doing breathing exercises at midnight last night, going like, "It's gonna be fine. We're gonna do yeah. this. We're gonna Cause, do this. Cause, you and me." Because you know, like, I, even even with all the constraints I put on myself to not see anything of this game before it came out, you I booted I booted it up and knew like nine thousand percent more than you, and and that that's unfortunate for me. So you, there's a purity to your playthrough. You know, if you it, you'll either stick with it and fall in love, or you won't stick with it, and that's totally fine. I like for me, it, it took me. It took me like 18 months to beat my first Souls game. And I, I looked up absolutely nothing and had to figure out all the mechanics on my own. And sometimes I hated the game, especially in the beginning. Sometimes I was like, this is just so poorly designed. But by the end, I was like, damn, like I've, 
yeah, I, I was converted for life. So I, yeah, and I, I, my hope is, my hope is that the open world as the new element here effectively gives me the cool off pacing between the Stormvale castles of the world. Um, that I enjoy that part more. Um, I can just tell you that from the opening area. Yeah. You go, okay, you work through, you get the new area, and now you've got some new stuff to find, some new people to talk to, some weirdness to see, and and then we go into uh, who knows the interdimensional lava cave, whatever the hell the next thing is. Cool. And I, I think you'll once you get through castle, you'll really enjoy the next area. It's it's a very different area than the first one, and a lot of other cool stuff to see. Um, but I was just gonna tell the story on stream the other night. I, I got the market right with my other new character. And um, I was like, all right, let's get some some real people in here, summon, you know, just for fun to see who we get. And I was explaining that you never know who you're going to get with a real person. You could get someone who's going to come in and kill the boss by themselves, <laughs> or you who's going to come in, run forward, get hit and die immediately. So you never know what type of help you're going to get. So I got a couple of people who had no idea what they were doing, clearly. Um, but then this is no joke. I get this guy. His name is literally Bozo, like Bozo the Clown. And he comes in and he's got like dual lightning axes and like he's just jumping and like slamming Margit and like we absolutely wrecked him and the, the final thing Margit went to jump you know how he jumps with his hammer he I went, do <laughs> went to jump and this guy literally met him in midair with his axes and killed him and I was like this is the most epic thing I was like this is what Souls games are all about man it's just coming together and having a moment like that I will say that's right I mean I, I will say when I finally got Margit, it was, I, I had used all my tricks. I had nothing left. I had a third of my bar. We're standing off against each other. He's got like two sword swings left. I'm like, okay, well, I know how this is going to go because I'm going to die because it's so, I'm so ready for it. And I dodged one. I got him twice. I was like, oh my God. All right. And that's, oh, great. That's, that's, Dark Souls, that's what these games bring. Right. I mean, that's, that, that gives you that moment of, I mean, my daughter and I are celebrating every day. We got, is that, that's, that's, that's lost grace. That's lost grace. We did it. We got to the next one and it's a big moment every time. So, awesome. I mean, it's awesome. That's what it delivers. Let me get these super chats real quick. Mr. Tao in the house, $5 super chat. Oh yeah. Ains, my brother got me Elden ring. So I now feel like I have to start at demon souls. <laughs> Woo. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> even like games. Great for me. Um, I like the commitment. I like the thought process of starting with Demon Souls and working your way through the games. Um, if you are going to do that and you haven't played these games before, uh, there's a world of advice we could probably offer. Um, but I would also say that there's no reason to buy Elden Ring right now because you won't be getting to it for a very long time. Um, but uh, Demon Souls... Demon Souls is unique in the way it's designed. It's very different from even Souls 1, and then Souls 2 is kind of its own thing that's got a lot of nuances to it. Um, you know, they're all unique in their own ways. They share the DNA, right? But they're they're very unique. But that's cool, man. I hope... Uh, let me know how that goes. <laughs> well, like, like most number ones, you got to take it as like Demon Souls is like literal experimentation. Like what is, what is this even going to be? Yeah. Um, and then Dark Souls, I think, is the iteration on that. But I, I love watching those evolutions, regardless of any series, whether I like them or not. It's so cool to watch Demon Souls become Very Elden true. Ring. And then the progress they made. Uh, it's funny you were just saying about the spots of grace and how they are very generous in this game. That there are there's way more spots. Significantly of more. Yeah, which is cool. And there's the Statues of America, as you said, where you can respawn in front of bosses without kind of really going through enemies. Um, but it, it is crazy to see Souls games blow up like this, though. And it's like it's like 100. it's like watching it's like watching your favorite like indie band become you know Super <laughs> Bowl halftime performers. Like it's it's 
I never would have guessed that this would have happened uh, back in my like Dark Souls one days where I, I will be that. fully honest. I still don't exactly understand it. Right. I don't yeah. I don't really understand how Elden Ring, which I'm enjoying. I get the tens like do this. But you look at those steam numbers. Those aren't those are insane. Over yeah. eight insane numbers. Current, which is seven times more than Dark Souls three ever. Did. What was it? Over 800,000 concurrent the other night, which is seven times more than Souls 3 ever did. I saw that. Was, and that was in a competitive couple weeks, too. Yes. Like, if it had launched in a dead a drought period, oh, my God. It, but, and, it, and I think I saw a stat that said it's beating the concurrent records for all other Soulsborne games available on Steam together. Combined. Yes, it is. Um, sorry, I left the super chat up. Uh, the only thing I was going to say about Demon Souls is... The tough thing about Demon Souls is there's there's six worlds and they have chapters. And when you start a chapter, you have to get to the next one, including beating the boss, to get to the next save point in that chapter. So it is much less forgiving than um, like Elden Ring or it's even. It's mean. Yeah, that was it, my first one. It'll get you. It'll get yeah. you. Um, and then uh, Chris Super Chat. I've been talking to Chris every day. He's he's a new Souls player as well, and he says use the guide, Hogue. <laughs> I'm not a guide guy. I, good, good. Stick with that. Instinct. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I, I feel, uh, for whatever reason, this is wrong. I think for the way some of these are designed, but I, I always feel bad about that. I always feel bad about that. So sorry, sorry, clicks, uh, people. You're doing good work. Uh, there's a lot of people that like using you. Uh, it's, just, it's. I just, I was. It's not what I do, and I always feel, I feel bad you, about Rob. it. And if I feel bad about it, I'm less likely to play it. So I don't. I've, I don't. I've, I don't use guides either, but I, I would I would add this piece of context. Thank you for the super chat, Chris. By the way, and I don't use guides. Like I said, I, I love figuring stuff out. Um, however, if if a beginner's guide without spoilers, right? But a beginner, if a beginner's guide is going to be the thing that helps you overcome the hump to stay in the game and enjoy the game, then by all means, I think you should do that. I am not blaming anybody for using those kinds of things, and I will tell you, I was sure. inches away from looking up just how the, how in the world the summoning bell rules worked. Cause I, I, you know, I'm sitting here like using all my logic being like, I don't get it. I can sometimes call these guys and I can sometimes not. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we we've touched on it. So, uh, but no, I look, I'm every week. You're just gonna, you're gonna tell me all these great things about on ring. It's going to give me energy for at least a few more days into this. We're going to, we're going to get through this together and I'll finish it in 2023. <laughs> I am here. If you want to summon, I'm just saying you don't have to, but uh, all you got to do is hit me up and I'll be in there with uh, one of my characters. It really know. is a totally different game when you summon other characters. It like it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's almost like the easy mode of the game is just playing it with is. your friends. Yeah. And that's why they expanded the co-op in this, right? Is, is Miyazaki himself before the game release said, we haven't changed, you know, there's no easy mode, but, We've added these elements, which we hope will increase the percentage of people who, you know, experience the game. So we'll see. Um, guys, man, that was a hell of a discussion on uh, Elden Ring. Uh, and the sad thing is, is I could talk for hours more about certain things. Um, but I appreciate the perspective for sure. Travis, I'm really excited for you to uh, to to put a lot more time into it over the next few weeks to see what you think. So Yeah, I'm, it's going to have to be my... Uh be my secondary game until the witch queen review is fully done. Cause I have more grinding to do in destiny, but yeah, I'm going to, 
I'm going to mainline that game straight into my veins uh, as soon as possible. So between you talking about getting people gateway interested in souls games and mainlining things, Travis, you you're walking the line here. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm just out here. Yeah. I got a problem. I really game dealer. Yeah. Oh no. Angel's, Angel's like, what was the last game you got lost in? And I'm like, all of them. Yeah. just, it's yeah, not a good situation here. <laughs> Keep me out of a casino. <laughs> There's Pompa coming in late with the ten dollars super chat. Hey, Thank you very much, sir. Is there any one thing you absolutely love or like in Elden Ring? Also, thanks again, Ains and Mike. I was just talking about this for helping me out with the boss. Been thinking about the game a lot myself. And again, he doesn't he doesn't typically play these games. Um, so there you go, guys. I think we've probably touched on a lot of that in the course of our conversation. But um, my love for it is the the sense of discovery, and I wrote that in my review. Is I love games that allow you to. Uh, discover things on your own that are meaningful. Um, and I think that this does that probably better than I've said this a few times. And I think it does it better than any game I've ever played. I'm going to go with rolling goats. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think I really like the motif. I like light and grace and, and golden trees. And uh, I, I would like to see that a little bit more. I'm, I'm in a nightmarish hellscape right now. So we'll, we'll see what happens when we pop out. <laughs> All right, Pop. Thanks as always, man. Appreciate you. All right, guys. I think uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it there. We had a few other smaller topics we were going to touch on, but uh, Elden Ring took precedence, and for good reason this week. I think it's it's the talk of the town. I'm glad we had a long discussion on it. And Rick, on in all seriousness, um, it's good to have uh, perspective because I have lived and breathed this game. I love these games to begin with, so it was good to have perspective of someone who kind of dabbles in them. Um, but you know, to to kind of um, get your experience so far so nothing makes me happier than hearing somebody talk about a game like you talk about elden ring i think that's that's what it's all about so regardless of whether i get there ever or not i think it's fantastic if, you, if someone feels that way about anything i yeah. think it's great completely agree with you completely agree there, there's games you know what uh, we don't have to stay on it <laughs> one of the games that didn't hit with me at all uh and i tried you would think an old school jrpg is my wheelhouse is uh, dragon quest 11 I put 15 plus hours into that game. Great reviews, people raving about it. You know, I, I played Dragon Warrior growing up. I love those games. Did nothing for me. I unfortunately feel like that was mine. That's what like you a say? game I should Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Rise. I should love that game. And I I just I don't know why. I never quit. Dra Dragon Quest 11 is to me one of those gets good at uh, you know 40 hours in type things. It just plays it straight too long. That's hard. I, I know, no, it, it, it plays it really straight too long. It is. It's very, very just formulaic at the start. And I'm like, this is just boring. Like, it's not doing anything for I you. hear you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hassan with a late Super Chat, 499 Super Chat, Whiskers. So if you guys aren't familiar. I don't uh, understand half of these. <laughs> the stream, I, the stream I, series I did, I did, a, I did an entire beginning to end with expansion stream of Dark Souls 3. And as a community, we created a character at the start of it, and we named him affectionately Whiskers. Okay. So Whiskers is now kind of a character in the uh, Souls season gaming community. And uh, as I do my stream of Elden Ring, uh, we've recreated Whiskers. He's back. He's in the lands between, and he's so far conquering his way through it. So <laughs> nice. It's uh, it's good fun. So thank you, Hassan. Appreciate you, brother. All right, fellas, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up here. A couple things to call out before we do um, this week. So like I said, we're about to hit 10K. Thank you very much for that. 
We've got a new episode of For the Record, which should be coming next week. Uh, we're going to specifically be breaking down our DNA 2. So if you're one of those that gets into the uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series console kind of technical designs, you've heard a lot about our DNA 2 and what that is. There's a lot of misconceptions about it. We're going to clear that up and explain it all. Uh, we've got additional thoughts on Horizon Forbidden West coming from Steve this week. Cast Co-op will be back as well about midweek. Uh, so it should be a should be a fun week. And as of course, uh, lots of Elden Ring continues. So, Rick, why don't you shout out where people can find you and what you're up to, man? Absolutely. Well, people can hear me say bad things about Elden Ring as I get more and more frustrated any given night on my Twitter at Hoaglaw, H-O-E-G-L-A-W. Uh, but also I'm regularly doing virtual legality episodes. We just covered the recent shareholder lawsuit uh, against Activision and their board for at least claimedly lying on the proxy statement about their process and selling to Microsoft. Probably not the world's strongest case, but you can check out my take on it more fulsomely in virtual legality. That's the kind of thing we cover. Uh, the business and law, video games, software, pop culture, and more. So please do pop into the YouTube channel. Again, slash Hoaglaw, same as my Twitter. Uh, and uh, we'll undoubtedly be covering, covering more Microsoft and Activision. They're always in the news, and we've got some more <laughs> angles on that, uh, as well as what other stories are happening. And maybe I'll give some Elden Ring versus Horizon thoughts. We'll see. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Travis, what you up to? Yeah, man? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well if you want, at uh, Travis. Uh, you can check out my uh, reviews and previews on IGN.com. My most recent review is, of course, my review in progress of The Witch Queen. I think it's over 2,000 words, so it's not a small uh, review in progress by any means. But it will be getting longer in the coming uh, days uh, if you care about that. You can also, if you care about Destiny, listen to me talk about it every week on The Last Word, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, and, you know, you should... If you're watching the show right now, you should uh, make it a homework assignment to bring a friend next time. Tell your friends about this and have them come and watch with us. And uh, we're trying to grow this thing. And uh, as you can see, we've got a really good discussion here. I'm, I'm, I just want to say I love talking to you guys every week. It's one of the highlights of my week. And uh, Hogue, your insights, your beautiful brain, your your uh, your 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 soft wet brain. I love that about you. Um, and uh, <laughs> Gone off onto an Elden Rings like tangent, but I appreciate That's right. Yeah, there we go. No, no, I love these conversations. A lot of fun here. A lot yeah. of fun here. And uh, I, hey, I appreciate any place that allows me to talk about things like game design and Elden Ring without having to bring in is anybody getting sued on this particular front? So yeah. I, I, I do like that a lot. And yeah, help us grow, get to 10,000. Uh, you know, you're going to be on the uh, front step of something big. We're having a lot of fun in this space, I think, in the very near future and beyond. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you guys. I think, uh, you know, again, combined, you both have been on the show for less than a year, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. It might about, be less than a month. Obviously, but uh, now it's weird. When I look back at the show previously and the variations we've had over the past couple of years, like I think about Big Cast and you two and Dan, of course, are already cemented in my brain. Like the four of us are the show now. Um, and I think that, uh, I think we bring something, as I've said many times to a gaming podcast that I don't think many, if any shows are doing just because of the range of perspectives and knowledge that we bring. So, uh, yeah. And Chad, irreverence you... apparently, according to one commenter. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell it like it is. If I don't like something that ever is very, is super popular. So uh, I'll I'm, the same way, I'm, I'm the same <laughs> way. Yeah. Yeah. The comment you're talking about that we got last week. So yeah. yeah. Uh, 
one thing I would like to do, as you brought that up, Travis, on, on the comment, is uh, if, if there is something you want us to discuss, leave us a comment, and I'll start pulling out comments the following week for us to do as kind of a segment at the start of the show. Sure. You know, feedback, anything that we said, me insulting Breath of the Wild, you know, whatever you want to yell at me about or try. All the ways that I'm wrong is a totally. Nobody's going to yell at me. My opinions are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Always a good time. Chat, chat, thank you. If you're listening to this later, of course, thank you very much. As always, uh, the big cast here every Sunday morning where we talk about all things Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with industry and technical insight. And we will see you back, hopefully, as the the correct foursome next Sunday. Until then, peace.